0: Welcome to Doctor Three, a hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard ranked ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Dragon Rider and Mage Death. So, we are coming to you live from a special from a special time for a special occasion. What are we doing here this evening, Mage?
1: Oh, it is the fifth full card review podcast i can't believe we've done five of these now this is fantastic yeah so buckle in everybody you're gonna be
0: listening for a while (laughs) we're gonna try and keep it to three hours for when we actually start the card so this small section doesn't count um we're going to try and aim for three hours 15 minutes per class so that should give us enough time uh go above and below. Uh Dragon Rider, you wanna explain the rating system we're using real quick and then uh we'll go to Mage to kick it off for the uh the demon hunter.
2: Alright, yeah, so we are kind of using a one through six scale. Anybody familiar with the uh coin conceit hero power you know sheet uh it's the same ratings but basically one through six one being is a really bad card, kind of like Wisp. Uh, Two is fringe or maybe support, like potentially uh, abusive sergeant. Uh, Three is a strong or key support support in a few decks like Bone Wraiths. Four is a very strong card, usually good in several decks. Five are the really great cards that are going to be used all over the place. Cube, Keliseth, Zephyrus, and six, OPAF, please nerf. We'll see if we have any of those. Those are like the the totally insane, really overpowered cards. But we'll see. We'll see. But uh, Mage, go ahead and take us into Demon Hunter.
1: All right. Yes, we're going to start at the alphabetical start. We've got Demon Hunter. We're going to go legendary all the way down to common. We will start with the legendary quest line. It is Final Showdown the one-mana spell that says draw four cards in a turn. Reward, reduce the cost of the cards drawn by one. Once you've completed that, you'll go to gain momentum. It is draw five cards in one turn. Reward, reduce the cost of the cards drawn by one. Then you'll get closing the portal. That's the final step of the quest line. Draw five cards in a turn. Your reward is Demon Slayer curtis. Demon Slayer Kirtris is a five mana seven seven that says battle cry for the rest of the game. Cards you draw cost two less. This is so. This is the first of the of the quests. Uh, all the classes have one. This is. This doesn't feel great to me. I I like obviously card discounts; those are fantastic. If you can get Kirt, Demon Slayer Curtis down, then obviously you're going to be happy because you're reducing the cost of every card you draw from that point on. But Demon Hunter's got lots of ways of reducing cards, and we've still got Skull of Gold in Standard. I just I'm not sure that you play this card. I I I, I gave it a two. Uh, but I'm definitely willing to entertain other ideas. What do you guys think, Dragon
0: Rider? You go first.
2: Uh, okay, I I am so torn on this one. Like, I really thought about this one for a while because, like, when I first looked at it, I was like, "Yeah, this seems awful." And then I thought about it a little more, and it's like, "Well, I mean, discounts are pretty decent, and honestly, there's already like some draw." In Demon Hunter, so it doesn't seem like it's asking, like, that much to try to complete it. So it seems okay. Uh, so I don't know. I-, I gave it a three just as, like, a kind of... I think there is potential. Maybe this was one that doesn't end up being good right now. But maybe in the future, as we get some more cards to be able to support it, it might see some play. I'm just really not sure on it. I'm excited to try it out, though.
0: Um, I almost gave it a one. I ended up (laughs) with a two. Four (laughs) cards in a turn is a pretty big ask and pretty much not, like, I guess if you have the acrobatics and you play both the two cards you play, but it kind of defeats the purpose, because, I don't know, that's, that's a big, big ask to draw four cards in a single turn.
2: I mean, at least the it, card you draw at the start of your turn already counts for one. So yeah,
0: I mean, something? still, but like, so you're essentially saying you're probably not going to get this off, but turn before turn six, and then what did you do on turn one? I don't know. It just it feels way too slow. So, but I gave it a two as a fringy.
1: Yeah, it it could definitely possibly see play at some point. I just I'm not so sure. Uh, the other legendary is the legendary minion Jace Darkweaver, 8 mana 7/5, battle cry cast all fell spells you've played this game target enemies if possible. So I mean the battle cry seems powerful, uh, but are there fell spell a bunch of fell spells that you would like to randomly cast again right now? I'm not so sure. I, I think this card's good enough that it's going to see play before it rotates at a standard, but I don't think now is the time. I gave it a 2.
0: I also gave it a 2. Um, the only reason it didn't get a 1 is because of the potential in the future. Right now it is... is. Um, uh, you're. It's basically the dog sitting in the fires, drinking coffee saying, this is fine. That's this card. But... It has potential to be fine, so give me a good spell I want to recast multiple times in a game, then we we can talk.
2: Yep, that that was my line of thinking as well. I think this gets better in the future with more fel spells. I'm not sure how great it is right now. I feel like it's kind of fringy, so I gave it a 2.
1: All right, so total agreement there. Let's move on to the epics. It is Fell Gorger, a four mana four three demon. Battle cry: draw a fell spell, reduce its cost by two. Uh, tutor effects usually are good, um, but right now, what fell spells do you actually want to tutor from your deck and reduce the cost of? I mean, chaos, chaos strikes okay, but and maybe fell barrage or one of these other ones that we have coming in this set are okay. But I gave it a two. I just, I'm not so sure if this sees play right now.
0: Quick question Is Skull of Guldan a fell spell? No? Okay. It is not. Then, then it I is gave not. this a two. Dragon <laughs> Rider. All
2: right. I think we're going to have a lot of disagreements in this one. I gave this a four. Okay. <laughs> I like this card. card. I think a body with a specific draw. Like, I I just think the ability to draw specific things is very powerful. So you're getting a body, you're getting a very specific draw, and you're getting a discount. It seems really, really solid to me. Um, A lot of these cards, I'm just going to preface now and why I rated some of these so highly, is I am imagining a mid-range Demon Hunter starting to to come together. So I think in, like, mid-range decks, these are going to be very fantastic cards. And I, I think there's some foul spells even right now that... If we get them discounted by two, they're they're pretty decent. I mean, even if we find, uh, see, I'm looking at some of the spells here, an I beam potentially, um, maybe a sigil gets played. Um, I think even something like Chaos Strike is a fell spell. Play that for a zero, doesn't seem terrible. Well, like but, yeah,
1: get, getting something like Immolation Aura too would be would be right. fabulous because then it's a zero mana. Aoe. I, I I don't disagree with you. I think I think actually the 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 body and the effect is good. I just don't think right now it's a card that exactly I necessarily want that's, to play. That's that's yeah. And 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 that's so funny. like I like like Jace Stark Weaver. I think this could be better down the road than it is right now. And that's why I didn't give it a one because I think it I think it is a yeah. solid card once exactly. we get fell spells we want. All right. The other Epic is a weapon. It's called lion's frenzy three mana zero two and has attack equal to the number of cards you've drawn this turn. Um, yeah, there's other three mana weapons that demon hunter has access to. I would rather play every single one of those than this card. I gave it a one. I don't like this card
0: at all. Um, I gave it a two because maybe you can get it the turn you play Skull of Gul'dan for zero and you get to you knock it up to like a five or six attack weapon. I mean, I'm just being very generous there. I mean, I think someone's going to try and make it work and I could see potential in it. But right now it's just, you're right, like the Executioner or the Felsoul Executioner. I'd rather have that. I'd rather have the Dreadlord's Bite. Uh, uh, anything, pretty much. So, Don, what do you have?
2: <laughs> yeah, I. Nobody else has seemed to like this card. I think I'm the only one that I have uh, noticed that has liked this card. I also gave this one a four. I don't know. I just i I feel like you're always going to have at least some discount on it. Maybe there are some better options, but again, I'm kind of looking at potentially like a mid range deck. I'm not sure if the Felsteel Executioner is always played. That's already been one that's like not seen play and then has kind of come back and is seeing play again. So I'm not sure. I I gave it the four right now. Maybe I'm overvaluing it, but I feel like you're always going to get some sort of value from it.
1: It's always going to have one attack because you always draw a card at the beginning of your turn. It's just the question of whether or not you can get it to three four five attack and then it starts to be actually kind of
0: i mean that's that's the problem with it right like do you really want to play three mana for a one two weapon
1: yeah all right moving on to the rares we have chaos leech it is a three mana fell spell that says life steal draw deal three damage to a minion outcast deal five damage instead I mean, respectable, I guess. It is, uh, you're paying three mana for a two mana spell in Warlock or other classes. Uh, I Beam can be one mana if it's in the outcast position, but it only does three. This kit's two extra damage if it's in outcast. I think I'd rather play I-beam, so I Beam, so I actually, I gave this a one. It's probably a two, but I, I just, I... I don't see this pl- seeing play until I Beam is not in standard anymore.
0: I gave it a two for that reason. Like I'd rather have I'd rather see I Beam every single day of the week. But if I beam isn't there, this is a uh pretty acceptable card. So
2: <sighs> this is another one. I-, I have heard a lot of people comparing it to I Beam as well. I gave this one a five. <laughs> I just really like this card. It's I mean, damage to a minion and also gaining life, like removing a body and also gaining health at the same time, plus a potential even upside. And it's a foul spell that can trigger on other thing off of the other things we've talked about or can get discounted. I don't know. It just seems really solid to me. So I gave it a five.
1: I mean, Eye beam is a fell spell. It's lifesteal with three damage to a minion, so yeah. it's basically the same thing. It's just the question yeah. of the, the outcast difference is you either get to do tomb damage or you can reduce its cost by two. Right. And I yeah. would rather have the reduced cost by two rather than the two additional damage. But uh, there's definitely worlds where that extra two damage makes sense, so... Uh, the next one is a persistent peddler. It is a four mana four three. It is our first tradable card. It says Death rattle: summon a persistent peddler from your deck. Uh, this is just a solidly good card. It seems great in uh Death Rattle Demon Hunter. The second copy, if it's in your hand, you can trade it back. So you manage to pull a card from your deck when the first one dies. So you're not stuck in that regard. I like this card. I think it's a 3. It's not everywhere, but it's definitely in Death rattle demon hunter.
0: Yeah, I I gave it a 3 as well. I I feel like it's a solid card. It's like you said, it's not everywhere, but it is a solid card that's not a niche card because Death rattle demon hunter is a very solid archetype and this slots right in. So I like it with a 3.
2: I love how we have like opposite thoughts on all this. This is the one I gave a two. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't like it. A lot of people are like, oh, but it replaces itself. It's value. But I'm just not seeing that. Like, I I mean, I guess it does. But if you get both of them in your hand at the same time, in order to really get it, you have to do the tradable. And uh, it feels like it's cornering me to force the way I play it and I think that's what I don't like about it. Okay. Like I really like the cards that have more flexibility and you can really pick and choose how you want to do it. This feels like it's kind of trapping you into to having one on board and having one in your deck and I think I just don't like that.
1: You don't have to. It just works better that way. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah. Uh, The final rare card is a uh, spell. It's the Sigil of Alacrity. It is a one-mana shadow spell that says, at the start of your next turn, draw a card and reduce its cost by one. Well, sigils haven't been great so far. Uh, This does cost reduction, but other ways to do cost reduction... I don't think this actually ends up seeing much, if any, play. I gave it a one because I don't think it's actually going to see any play. Um, Maybe down the road it does.
0: I gave it a two because I could see it be a fringy because it replaces itself. It's literally just a card that cycles. It's essentially zero mana draw card, you know, because it pays for itself and it right. comes the next turn, so it doesn't draw right away, which is sometimes nice with Demon Hunter, especially, like, I could see this slotting into OTK or a deck where you want to draw your entire deck. So, yeah, I gave it a two. I think it's a fringe. Reasonable.
2: Yeah, I gave it a two as well. It's, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, this seems great. And then the more I thought about it, it's like, I I feel like you're just putting this in your deck to, replace itself with something else and i don't i don't know i'd rather just play the other thing so
1: all right you got me i am changing my rating to a two i think you guys are right Uh, moving on to the common cards we'll start with fell barrage it is a two mana fell spell that says deal two damage to the lowest health enemy twice uh, so it's two mana, you get four damage, it can hit two different targets, it can go face, which is also nice. Uh, I gave this a three, I think it's actually a pretty solid card, and actually as a fell spell, I wouldn't necessarily mind drawing or replaying or whatever,
0: so Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I was muted. Yeah, um, I didn't realize it could go face, but it does not say enemy minion, so I gave right. it, uh, um, I upped that to a three. Now it was a two, but I guess if it goes face, then like if you <laughs> the opponent has two health left and everything else has more than that, then you know seems pretty reasonable. So I, I'm I'm okay with that for for what it is. So I gave it a three. I just changed it because it's like yes, I agree.
2: Yeah, I I really like this one as well. I gave it a four. Uh, the fact that it's, you can really kind of manipulate it to know where it's going to hit. If there's no minions on board, it can go face. It's a fell spell. Like It just seems like there's so many great things. It's pretty uh, low cost as well. So it just seems like it has a lot going for it. And I think it can fit in a lot of different Demon Hunter decks. Mm-hmm.
1: Ironbound Brute is a 7-mana 6-7 Demon with Taunt. Says costs one less for each card drawn this turn. Uh, which means, obviously, if you could draw a bunch of cards, this could get all the way down to and including zero mana. Uh, I don't know how easy that's going to actually be. I feel like this is going to end up being a 4- a or 5-mana card more often than not. And so then it just doesn't seem that great to me. I gave it a 2, but I could be wrong
0: um i think it's i mean at very least it's a six mana six seven i could see it being around more more than regular so i gave it a three
2: okay yeah i gave it a two i'm i'm just not sure i feel like a lot of the big demon stuff that has already come out just hasn't really been been great and i don't know i think we really have to kind of go in on the draw um I don't know. I feel like some of the other draw stuff, how many cards you've drawn are a better payoff than this one. Right.
1: Uh, the last spell for demon hunter is the metamorphin. It is a one mana one, two Murloc with taunt battle cry. If you've cast a fell spell, this turn game plus two plus two. Um, It's okay. The other Murloc uh, demon hunter card doesn't really see play. I don't know that this really sees play either. It doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense to me that I would want to play this card. Uh, obviously, a one mana three four is a lot better than one mana one two, but I don't
0: I don't know. I don't see it seeing much play. I gave it a two. I gave it a two as well. It feels very fringy.
2: I gave it a four. <laughs> I like this one a lot. <laughs> Again, I like maybe a mid range deck plays this for some great early stuff. You're probably playing fell spells with that, anyways. Maybe this brings an aggro deck back. I don't know. I want to try it. Plus, you know, he's so cute. Reasonable. Good
0: flavor text, too. Okay. Let's move on to Druid. Okay. So let us start with Druid. We'll start at legendary. So the legendary questline is lost in the park. Um give me two seconds here. I, I just want to have all the uh angles. So uh first part of the quest line, uh gain four attack with your hero, For reward gain five armor. Uh second pack is uh give your hero five attack gain five armor draw a card and get six attack get Guff the tough uh five mana eight eight bat- taunt battle cry give your hero plus eight attack this turn and eight armor uh it seems very slow so I gave it a two it doesn't seem that good so yeah I gave it a two <laughs> Dragon Raider?
2: uh i gave it a three i think it's okay the payoff seems really good i i feel like the payoff is better with this one than some of the other ones and i don't think it's super difficult to complete i do like the fact that also your hero power can work towards this and it doesn't require you to get all of that attack in the same turn so it makes me like it a little bit more than some of the other ones so i gave it just a a solid three
1: so I gave it, I gave it a two. We haven't really seen, or at least I haven't seen since I've started playing Hearthstone a, like, a, an attack druid that, that was trying to gain attack every turn or most turns to try and, uh, to win games. Maybe this is it. There's definitely some other cards that get you attack as well in this, in this set. Um, the, there's definitely support in the core set that will help you do this uh i gave it a two i think it could be a three uh it definitely i definitely like it a lot better than the demon hunter one uh for specifically the point you bring up that you don't have to get all the attack in a single turn uh so that makes things a little bit easier as well but i'm not i'm not it's not one of the the quest lines i'm really excited to play
0: all right, then we have Shell Drass Moon Tree, eight mana, five five. Uh, battle cry: the next three spells you draw are cast when draw. I this is a deck building challenge, and I don't see the answer to it, so I gave it a two. I don't know what you're gonna do to have, like make the next three cards you do like want to be something primo and and, and like worth playing an 8-mana 5-5, so... Yeah, I just gave it a 2. I think it'll be a fringy card.
2: I also gave it a 2, kind of for that same reason. Like, I I think there could be some really great combos with it, especially, you know, picking cards that don't target certain things. You know, more like um, Survival of the Fittest. Like, you know, those are obviously the, the big high payoffs. But I'm not sure on it right now. So it feels pretty fringy.
1: I want this card to be better than I think it actually is. I mean, (laughs) that's where I'm at with it. Obviously, it feels like this card plus Survival to play this plus Scenarian Ward is where you start. The question is, is what other spells do you put in there? Do you put Celestial Alignment in that deck? Do you put Nourish in that deck? uh overgrowth's probably in that deck arbor up maybe would be another spell that you would want to have cast when drawn um there's there's lots of things that it could be i'm just not sure what that deck looks like exactly and i'm definitely not the deck builder to figure it out so uh i'll just wait and see if it ends up actually being good but for now i'll give it a two
0: so in epic we have composting it is a two mana nature spell uh give your minions death rattle draw a card uh this seems very interesting especially in like a token style deck that gives you something else another death rattle effect and it kind of shores up a weakness with some of the death rattle or did some of the tokens that drawing cards can sometimes be a problem it's a spell. So I gave it a three. I think it's a, a solid Druid card.
2: I also gave it a three, but the more I'm looking at it, the more I'm actually wondering if I should bump it up to a four. Just because I think it is another card that just is so flexible. Even if you play this on a board of like two minions in a more mid-rangey deck, you're still getting decent value from it. And, you know, for two mana plus a nature spell, if you're playing Anachondra, then you're paying nothing for that you know and it just seems like it can go in so many different directions you can use it in so many cases you can discover this and it's probably a great option it seems just solid all around
1: yeah you've actually kind of i i had initially pigeonholed it as a uh token druid card There, druid does have a fair number of ways to draw cards but this seems like a very economical way to do it both in a token deck as well as maybe some of the bigger, bigger minion decks. Uh, so I actually like it quite a bit. I gave it a three, but it's actually probably borderline a four. It's it's it, this seems really strong, and I think it's going to see a lot of play. And as you point out, it's a nature spell, so it can be cost reduced by by the legendary. It also is zero mana with lunar eclipse, so lots of lots of nice ways to use it.
0: Okay, the other epic we have is Oracle of Alune. is a three mana, three mana, two four. After you play a minion that costs two or less, summon a copy of it. Um, okay. There's a couple minions that look kind of intriguing, but it's a three mana, two four. I don't know. I I feel like it's fringy, so I gave it a two.
2: Yep. Feels a little fringy to me as well. I also gave it a two. There might be some some crazy combo that somebody comes up with this, but I feel like even if there is, it's probably only played like in that one deck for that specific combo, which fits the fringe, so... Uh I'm not I'm not sure on it yet. Uh the only interesting that I think is even after the nerf to gibberling, gibberling is still two, so maybe <laughs> somebody tries something with like this in gibberling, but <laughs> we'll see.
1: Oracle Valoon and the Razor main battle battle guard, the two mana two, three quill board that says the first taunt minion you play each turn costs two less. That means you could get a four mana cost reduction on your taunt, right? That seems like that, that, there, there's like the best scenario with it. I think it's an aggro card. I think you play it with a bunch of low cost stuff and it could be okay, especially if you could maybe compost all of those minions too. Um, I don't think it's going to see a lot of a lot of play. I gave it a two as well, but, um, but yeah, there, there's, there's possible applications for it.
0: Then we move into rares and first up we have Kodo Mount. It is the four mana spell uh give a minion plus four plus two and rush when it dies summon a kodo which is a four two with rush it's a beast um i feel like there's more efficient ways to enhance the attack of your minions uh in druid uh broom still exists so i gave it a two i think it's kind of fringy it doesn't the buff is kind of awkwardly shaped, and I don't know. I, I'm not super impressed with it, so I gave it a 2.
2: Yeah, I also gave it a 2. It's It seems great. I kind of really liked it at first, but at the same time, it's like, eh. I I feel like unless you're really running a more minion-heavy deck, then this is probably where that's used, which to me feels fringy. But as of right now, it does feel like there's things that Druid likes to do a lot more with four mana than than this.
1: Yeah, the cost of this is a bit prohibitive to me, though I do like the fact that it gives the minion rush. So obviously, you can use it as a buff on a minion that can attack this turn, but it also can be played on a minion that you just played. So like you could gibberling and then play this and have a 5-3 that has rush, and when it dies, creates a 4-2 with rush as well. Which, I, I don't know that that's that great, but it is a thing you could do, potentially. And uh, I, g- I gave it a 2. I'm not sure where it fits, but it's, it seems like it might be okay at some point.
0: Okay, then we have Park Panther. It's a 4-mana, four 4-4 four, four beast. Rush, whenever this minion, uh, whenever this attacks, give your hero plus 3 attack this turn. Up! seems solid i don't know that it's going to be in everything but i i feel like this is a pretty solid minion so i gave it a three
2: i gave it a four i really like this one it's solid stats it's a beast it's got a rush it adds to your attack which you can use on minions or face it could work with the quest uh you could pull this out from ga if you're running that from guardian animals I I just feel like there's a lot of cases where this works and seems pretty solid, so I like it a lot.
1: Yeah, I like this is definitely a card that supports the quest line, and and I think is one of the reasons the quest could actually be fairly decent. Uh, I hadn't considered that this is a a fairly decent target to pull with Guardian Animals, so that's a point in its favor as well. Um, And you get that three attack every time it it, hap- it attacks, so the turn you play it with Rush, you get plus three attack, and then every turn after that. So it kind of has a soft target, uh, soft taunt on it as well. So I like the card. that That is, and, and I think it's a solid to okay card. I'm just not sure where it goes. I gave it a two, but it could be a three.
0: All right, so let's move on to our last prayer, which is Vibrant Squirrel. A one mana, two one beast, death rattle. Shuffle four acorns into your deck. When draw, summon a two one squirrel. This card is, excuse the pun, nuts. So I gave it a four. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think this is a really su- It puts four tokens in your deck that cast when drawn. Um,. Seems real good, especially for an aggressive style druid. So yeah, I like it a lot.
2: I I think it's pretty solid as well. I actually only gave this one a three. Uh, I think it really does support those more aggressive token style decks, though. Definitely great, and you know if you're able to get this down on one, cool, like a two one for one, and I mean the death rattle. Plus like I really like that these that it it puts the spell because it also really works with things like fungal fortunes if you're running that in there, you might that it's kind of tricky because then you're playing the the two one thing in the first place, but I'm sure it will still work out pretty well
1: yeah this is this is a good token card i'm I'm waffling back and forth because like I was thinking about this card and I'm like, man, I almost wish they were minions because then something like biggin would work if if that was still in standard but i don't think that's still in standard anymore so um it's it's probably better like this because then you can be in a, a more spell centric uh deck to to use things like fungal fortunes to to pull and then just have these come out on the board and then you then you you know play your uh soul of the forest or you play your arbor up or something like that and then your your opponent's really sad because you're hitting them in the face for a bunch
0: Okay, in commons, we move to Best in Shell. Uh, it is a six mana spell, tradable, summon two, two, seven turtles with taunt. Uh, okay, uh, sure. I, I gave it a two. I don't really have much to say about this. It's slow, it gives you taunts, I guess, but sure, I'm not a big fan.
2: All right, I I just want to advocate super fast for uh, the way you read that being a sound bite because that was <laughs> hilarious. Uh, okay, um, this was definitely one that I like. Kind of went back and forth on. Originally, I didn't like it very much, but after our Amber Flight review. They kind of talked me into it. So I actually ended up giving this one a four after that, um, because I, I do think just the stats on in itself are really solid, even though it does cost six. Like, these are just so good of bodies. There's already buffs and different things in Druid, and it just, like, it feels like you could pretty much always get use out of him. This
1: is 14 health worth of taunt that you're putting on the board for six mana it's tradable so if you don't need it tell me an aggressive deck that wants to see this card come down there is just so much taunt and because of overgrowth and things like that this comes out what if this comes out and your opponent has three mana or four mana this would suck to deal with so i gave it a four i think this is actually a really good card this is actually another card that the uh the legendary Sheldress is this is a card that you wouldn't necessarily mind having uh, that card cast when drawn as well. Don't pay the six mana for, for all that. And then, yeah, those minions are there for the Arbor Up or for the Soul of the Forest or anything else you might be doing.
0: Okay. Um. So then next we have Sow the Soil. It is a one mana nature spell. Um, give your minions plus one attack or summon a two two Treant. So I give this a holy cow. um I almost gave it a five, but it is a I decided to give it on a four just because I feel like uh it buffs minions in an extremely efficient fact faction or factor. and then it also could potentially give you a body too if you needed the the treant. So, I like this card a lot. I think it's really good.
2: I think it's pretty solid on its own. Uh, it's definitely decent. I only gave it a three. Um, there, we've seen similar cards before, and I think they were used sometimes, but they weren't always used. And I I feel like even in the past when we saw those, it was like, then it ended up being just a one-of. Or sometimes you would just rather not play it in the deck and actually discover it. So, I think it's solid. Gonna be pretty good in some more tokeny ag- aggressive decks, so I just gave a three.
1: So I had it down as a two. I didn't like it, and uh, you both have kind of convinced me that I am wrong because yeah, I guess I thought that it was only one minion that you were giving plus one attack to. I guess it's all it's give your minions, so it's a- anything that's on the board, so that you could potentially three four attack uh on the board or it does a 2-2 so um i i'll I'll give it a three this it's a spell too so it works well with uh all the the spell synergy stuff that you're currently running in
0: druid and then finally we have wicker claw it is a two mana one four beast after your hero gains attack this minion gains plus two attack um seems solid Like, it could work in a combo, um, but it's a 1-4 that becomes a 3-4 on turn three. So it gets, uh, what do you call it, stats, uh, spider tank stats on turn three. Yeah, seems good. So I gave it a 3. I think it's a really solid card. This is a
2: 1. This card's garbage. (laughs) I don't know. I just don't like this very much. I don't like the stats all that much. Uh, I I feel like maybe you can play this in like a quest deck, but I don't know. In order to get a three four, it just feels like you're doing too much. So I don't like it. It's a one for me.
1: I don't actually like this card either. I think I think that it is a card that you that. Could potentially be intimidating if you're playing the quest deck and you've got ways of generating attack on your hero without actually spending mana to do it. Uh, you know, getting it incidentally because of other minions or whatnot. But I I don't want to pay mana to make this thing's attack go up. And so I don't
0: know that how often that actually happens, so
1: I gave it a one.
0: Okay. Alright, that's that's druid. So Dragon Rider, you wanna do Hunter?
2: Alright. Well the Let's kick it off with legendaries. The first one is the quest line. The first part of the quest, deal two damage, or deal, oh my gosh, off to a great start. Deal damage with two spells. Reward, your hero power can target minions. The second part, deal damage with two spells. Reward, set the cost of your hero power to zero. The third part, deal damage with two spells. And then you get Tavish Master Marksman, which is a five mana, seven, seven, Battlecry for the rest of the game, spells you cast refresh your hero power. This one I gave a four. This seems like it's pretty easy to complete. You get some pretty decent rewards off of it. And I mean it's it's just dealing damage with spells, so that spell could go to face, it could go to a minion, it doesn't have to be a specific amount of damage. Like it just seems very easy to actually pull off and there's a lot of stuff that hunter is already using anyways that works with this so it seems pretty fantastic
0: yeah i like it as a four as well too it's very easy to to get off the the rewards are um worth it and it seems like it could be at least like getting your hero power down to zero casting four spells that do damage seems pretty straightforward even if you don't get to tavish like Being able to target minions, as we've seen in Hunter, is really good. So being able to do it twice, if that's all you do the whole game, that seems pretty good. So, like, yeah, I like it a lot.
1: So I give this a strong three. I think you you both make an excellent case that it should probably be a four. Uh, The rewards are very, very good for each step of the way. And as you stated I don't I don't necessarily think you have to fully complete and play Tavish in order to to get a lot of value out of this. Uh so yeah, I think this is going to see some play and and might be pretty pretty good.
2: All right. Well, the legendary minion that we have is the Rat King, a 5 mana 5/5 five, five beast with rush and death rattle, go dormant, revive after 5 friendly minions die uh this one is one that just looks cool i think i gave it a two i'm not really thrilled on this uh we kind of talked about it a little bit before i i honestly feel like we're gonna see this more off of Jandis summoning it than we will it actually seeing play in hunter
0: um i gave it a three with some of the other stuff they have i could be wrong on that one i will admit that I I don't know on this card, so I played. I, I gave it a little bit higher than what I thought, just out of caution. So I gave it a three.
1: I feel like this card is actually pretty powerful. Uh, the fact that it has rush uh, the turn it plays is good. The fact that it, you can revive it and get additional an additional rush minion down the road. Uh, seems good. I'm not sure how good the deck is where this fits, because uh, it does feel like it needs a little bit more of a token style. But I gave it a three, and I think I think I think this is actually going to see a little bit of play.
2: Moving into epics, the first one we have is Imported Tarantula, a five mana four five beast, tradable. Death Rattle, summon two one one spiders with poisonous and rush which are little two-cost beasts. Uh, I like this one a lot. I gave it a four. I I mean, the artwork is kind of creepy, even though they're kind of cute, but they're creepy because I don't like spiders. But, I mean, it's a it's a decently statted body. You've got some poison rush things that can work with some of the other cards going on. Um, tradable if you really don't want it. Like, it seems pretty solid.
0: So I gave it a 2 um, because the card itself does not have rush, so that gives you time to answer it and potentially deal with two one ones even though they have poisonous like I, I kind of feel like unless you pull that uh, unless you're pulling that in your guardian animals pool like uh, it it's, it feels too easy to just work around so I gave it a two.
1: Uh, i i gave it a two as well i this does have going for it that it is tradable so you don't if it doesn't work with what you're doing right now you can you can trade it in it is a beast so you can do things like dire frenzy it and things like that so there's uh buffs and different things you can do with this and the one one spiders with Russian poison are pretty pretty solid as well so uh i i Unlike the Rat King, I do think this is going to be one that you're just going to just sigh when Jandis or the Tiny Toys uh show gives your opponent this card and you're just gonna be like, No, I don't I don't want <laughs> yes. this at all. But uh it might be okay otherwise, and I'd be interested to see where this where this ends up.
2: Yes. Well, I I am feeling that exact way about this next one, which is Rats of Extraordinary Size. It's a six mana epic spell. Summon seven one one rats. Any that can't fit on the battlefield, go to your hand with plus four plus four. I ended up giving it a two um, because I, I just I don't see where it fits. I'm not sure like it seems cool, but it also seems like you have to kind of really manipulate it to try to take advantage of getting things in your hand to buff and they don't have rush. It's just like, I, I don't know. I'm not really seeing it right now.
0: Uh, yeah, that's what I thought too. So I gave it a two. Yeah. Two for me as well.
1: I, I, I want them to have rush. This is a card I think you put in the Rat King deck and and it, it potentially is good if you have an animated broomstick that you can uh use but it's weird because like I don't know how you do that because you'd have to play this card and then you'd have to make room for the animated broomstick then play the animated broomstick and it's yeah it it I don't think it's actually going to be as useful as it is, but it it looks interesting and and could be fun if it it does find an application somewhere.
2: Yes, agreed. Well, let's talk about this one, which could have lots of applications. It is a zero mana hunter spell. First of the rares, Devouring Swarm. Choose an enemy minion. Your minions attack it, then return any that died to your hand. And it, it's noted it should attack in the order you played them. We've seen effects like that uh, with like True Aim Crescent. It kind of works that same way. I gave this a four. I am excited to, to mess around with this and, and see how that goes. And, and maybe you can actually end up getting some cool little combos with it. You know, letting your tarantula die or, or something. I don't know. But I feel like there's going to be a lot of potential with it. And it costing zero allows for more potential
0: I gave it. I gave it a three. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure on it being super great, but it, it feels pretty good, so I gave it a three.
1: So I gave it a two. I definitely saw it uh, quite a bit in uh, the sort of the thousand truths decks that were trying to 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 uh, be made on the theory crafting streams. Uh, that's an interesting application because it gives you potentially more boars. um i think that's the kind of thing you're trying to do with this is you're trying to duplicate cards that are good cards that you want additional copies of and the fact that it's zero mana is kind of nice the question is is with any with any card that you're putting in your deck is it is it worth that spot it's obviously you don't have to pay mana for it but you still have to put the card in your deck and is that is Is that the card you want in your deck versus some other card and i i I feel like right now there's gonna be other cards you'd rather have than this, except in some very niche situations
0: counterpoint lock and load yeah. there you
1: go yeah. yeah, lock and load you'd probably want that,
2: <laughs> yeah. Alright, well, the next one we have is Leatherworking Kit, a 2-mana rare weapon, 0 attack, 3 durability. After 3 friendly beasts die, draw a beast and give it plus 1, plus 1. Lose 1 durability. Well, I'm going to stick with that 1 that's in there and it's a 1. I just don't like this. It feels like you have to do way too much for not much of a benefit. Don't like it. Uh,
0: Um, I gave it a 2. Um... I thought it was going to be higher the more I thought of it. I was like, eh. It is drawing cards from your deck after Beast Die, so it's not the worst. But, like, it's an 03 weapon in Hunter, so I, I gave it a 2 because it's fringy. Yeah,
1: if you're doing something that you want to buff Beasts. This might be okay. I gave it a two as well. I I don't like... The, so this is the first of these uh, profession tools. Um, I, there's other ones that feel like it takes a lot less effort to get some value out of them. And this feels like... Draw, three minions have to... Friendly beasts have to die in order to get a plus one, plus one on something. And that just... That feels like a lot of effort to... For for very little payoff.
0: No, so it's I after after each playing. friendly beast dies, draw a beast and give it plus one plus one. So no, dr-
2: after three friendly beasts. Oh three!
0: Oh damn it! Yeah. I misread it. Yeah, it's yeah. So
1: th- so three minions have to die in order for you to draw one. Yeah. and give it plus one plus one. It's that feels like a lot of effort.
0: I right? misread that part of it, but yeah, it's still I still stick by it too. Of, it's a lot of work for a plus one, plus
2: one. Yeah. Well, we also have uh one of the first mounts here, which is the Ramming Mount, three mana rare spell. Give a minion plus two, plus two, and immune while attacking. When it dies, summon a ram, which is a two mana, two, two uh beast with immune. I don't know. I give this one a three. I think it's actually okay, because essentially you're getting f- plus four, plus four know over kind of two bodies but i think it i think it's still pretty decent i I feel like immune is a lot better than people give it credit for sometimes so i gave it a three
0: um i was a bit unsure of it so i gave it a two uh three mana plus two plus two it could be good so i i i'm not 100 percent sure i went lower than probably it's worth but i'm sticking by it
1: no i went lower than it's worth i gave it a one i don't i don't see the application where you want to run this i, I it doesn't feel like it's uh it does not feel like it's an aggressive card necessarily um maybe if it has some sort of mid-range to more controlling sort of thing but hunter doesn't really typically do that particularly well so i i don't know i don't see where this sees play and so i think it's just sitting in your collection
2: well, the next one we have going into the commons, a three mana spell aimed shot. Deal three damage. Your next hero power deals two more. I gave this a five. This is so good. I feel like almost like you just put this pretty much in every hunter deck. Like Three damage wherever you want to put it, whether that's to a minion, to their face. Your next hero power, whenever you use it, has more damage on it. Like, it just seems so good. Love this card.
0: It's a five. It just does everything Hunter wants it to do. It can be used to control. It can be used to deal damage to the face. It, yeah, it's a five.
1: 100%. I didn't quite go a five, but this is a very strong four. Uh, we, we typically see the three damage uh happen at four mana but you you get a minion or or something like that you get to draw a card or discover a card this you're paying one less mana and then you're buffing your next hero power which you if you're playing hunter you're using the hero power whether you're using the the quest line or or whatever, you're just, you're using that. And, and this, this seems aggro. This seems mid range. This seems like you could use it in control. This, this feels like this is going to see a lot of play for until it rotates and probably in wild too, for that matter. It's, it's just a really good card.
2: Yeah. Well, the next one, rodent nest four mana two two, death rattle, summon five, one, one rats. I gave this a two. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's just like, okay, cool. You just play this out on the board. I I almost feel like this is more of just a battlegrounds card. than something I want to be playing in standard.
0: Yeah, it's a two. It it could be a one though. And the only I, the rat king, I guess, but so that's why I consider it fringy. And I went with the two.
1: I gave it a two as well. Five one, one rats is actually quite a lot. Uh, but you're paying a pretty stiff penalty on the initial body of the the actual main body, the four mana 2 2. So I don't know how much play this will actually see.
2: Okay. And the last one we have is Stormwind Piper, a three mana, one six demon. After this minion attacks, give your beasts plus one plus one. Well, again, going with the ones, I gave it a one. Big ol' one from me. I just don't think this is great. Uh, sure it's got a body but you also have to make sure you're playing beasts in order to get the thing you know to get the effect and it's yeah no i
0: gave it a 1 yep yeah, it's not good it's a terrible card bye bye stormwind piper
1: one attack really does suck even though it's 3 mana um and 6 health is a lot of health so it's probably staying on the board when you play it um i don't know it just again this feels difficult to want to play to buff your beasts i think there's better ways to buff your beasts
0: okay mage you want to go into mage
1: Yes, so we will start with the quest line like we've done with the other classes. It is Sorcerer's Gambit. It is a one-mana quest that says cast a fire, frost, and arcane spell. Your reward is you draw a spell. The second part is stall for time. You again cast a fire, frost, and arcane spell to complete. And your reward is you discover a spell. Uh, Finally, it is reach the portal room. Cast a Fire, Frost, and Arcane spell. Your reward is Arcanist Dawngrasp. Arcanist Dawngrasp is a 5-mana 7-7 seven seven cry. For the rest of the game, you'll, you have spell damage plus 3. Uh, that is 9 spells that you have to cast from 3 different schools before you get the uh, minion that you pay 5-mana to get plus 3 spell damage. I like plus three spell damage, but that feels like a lot of effort to try and get uh, to get that reward. I gave it a two. I I think it's interesting, but I don't think I want to play this.
0: I also gave it a two. I don't want to play this. You muted. Are you? Are you...
2: What? Oh, oh, it's
0: yeah, it's you. Sorry.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> we talking about Antonidas? No, we're talking about Sorcerer's Gambit. Gambit. Oh, okay. Apologies there. Um, yeah, I gave this a two. I don't know. I feel like there's just it's way just... too many requirements. The,
1: the difficult part <sighs> so... is, like, how do you b- build this so that you make sure you have enough redundancy of all the different types of spells so that you can yeah. make sure that you can complete and... it? And that's...
2: And stuff. right now there it doesn't feel like the frost um the frost spells are all that great. So like maybe in the future once we have a, a full card pool to choose from, maybe this gets better. But right now it just feels like there's not enough of some of the things to like I said, like keep that redundancy and make sure that you can do it and eh. yeah. The
1: other legendary is Grand Magus. And Tinnitus, he is an 8-mana 6-6 six, six with the battle cry that reads, If you cast a fire spell on each of your last three turns, cast three fireballs at random enemies. So I actually watched, there were some people using this card on the uh, theorycrafting streams. It seemed okay, but there is definitely a lot of effort that you have to go in across multiple turns in order to actually set this up and then it's random those fireballs so if they have a bunch of 11s on the board you might end up fireballing 11s so i think it's a i gave it a 3 i think it's interesting i think i want to try it i was speculating before the before the recording that i would want to try this with a uh, a mordrish hero power sort of construction with a bunch of fire spells and uh it could be okay but it might not be that great
0: i gave it a 1 I think this is a trash fire. Like, I just, I don't see, like, that's a lot of work for three random fireballs. And it's an, it's an eight cost minion that, like, it's not like you can, like, clear out easily with two mana left over. You have to, casting three spells over three turns is a real high bar, and the reward is, Almost nothing. Like, 18 damage that you don't get to pick where it goes. It it just seems like trash to me, so... uh, I don't get this card, so... I could be wrong on it, but it just doesn't seem even remotely playable, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I gave it a 2 as well. It just seems... You really have to do a lot of setup for it, and part of the setup if you want the fireballs to hit face for example then part of your setup would also have to be clearing their board and then they're probably going to try to set up because they kind of already know what you're doing and it just it doesn't feel like you really have a lot of agency with it It just feels like you're really kind of pigeonholed into a certain play of doing this and for some random damage everywhere no thanks
1: well I I notoriously overrate mage legendaries and they're thinking they're going to be good, and then they don't turn out to be good. And I thought Mordrish was going to be okay and pre- to be pretty good, and that didn't end up happening. So Mor- Mordrish is, just is one, like more, five
0: five stars compared to this guy. he's like an, he's like an all star every deck include compared <laughs> to him. Uh
1: huh. Clumsy courier is a seven mana four five epic that has the battle cry cast the highest cost spell from your hand so i mean this could be okay uh, obviously i think you want to have some control over what this does like what this is going to cast and so with it it cast from your hand you can kind of set it up but what spells would you want to cast like this i'm not entirely sure I think this will be good at some point. I'm just not sure when and with what. I, so I gave it a three, but I it probably is a two.
0: Man, this would be a great spell if uh, uh, the Dragon Master, Ariana or whatever her name was, that summons five five dragons for every spell you cost over. <laughs> so if Big Spell Mage was still a thing, this would be great. I mean, I gave it a two because there's still, I feel like there's some fringy benefits like, casting a deep freeze for you know one less with an extra body so like i think this has potential in the future i just don't think we have like the big spells to support that deck archetype and it feels like that wants to be in a like a big spell mage
2: yeah i gave it a three but it might even be a two for like more fringy like that casting a deep freeze casting um Oh shoot! Like
1: you want mask of Cthulhu, probably. Or I was thinking Eye of Cthulhu, and I was like, "That's not right." But yeah. yeah,
2: mask. Yeah, I mean, if we still had like Puzzle Box or something in standard, then woo, yeah, great. Put this in there. We've got it. But yeah, yeah, we're, or Luna's we're Pocket Galaxy now. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, we we are missing that stuff right now, so it's it's probably one that okay. If there's some higher cost mage spells than this could see play in that but right now i'm not seeing it
1: yeah i mean even something like refreshing spring water would be okay but it's not like something that you'd want to build your deck around and put this card in there and so yeah i don't i don't know the other epic spell is ignite it is a two mana fire spell that says deal two damage Shuffle and Ignite in your deck that deals one more damage. So it increasingly goes up in damage and keeps putting cards back in your deck. Uh, It can go face because it says deal two damage. It doesn't say specifically to a minion. Uh, It scales with spell damage as well. I think this is just a solid card. Uh, I gave it a three. I think it's going to see some play.
0: I gave this three as well. I feel like it's a card that... (laughs) anti-fatigue card number one and number two it just keeps going up in damage so i mean it's not great to pay i mean it's it's okay to pay two mana for two damage and then it becomes three and then four and then five it just yeah it, it keeps going up in value and you can put um uh you can have I you probably only want to put one in your deck but i don't know so i, I think it's solid it's a three
2: I also gave it a three. I think it's pretty solid. Um, I, I'm really not sold on the fatigue thing. I, I just think most games probably won't really get to that point. So Yeah, I agree. 100%. I think at best, you're probably only playing two of these, like the first one, and then you maybe play the second one. Maybe in longer games that you play the third copy. But um, I mean, even still, a two mana deal two and then a two mana deal three that are fire spells you can use for the quest, uh, just for removal, it can go face. It still seems pretty solid.
1: Celestial Ink Set is another profession tool. It is a two mana zero two weapon that says, after you spend five mana on spells, reduce the cost of a spell in your hand by five. Uh So you get to do this twice. Cost reduction typically is good, but I, you know, you obviously want to have some big spells in your hand, and have this get reduce the cost of those. And you don't have necessarily control of that unless you manicure your hand for that. So I I don't know that this actually is going to see play. I gave this a two. I, I, it could, it maybe is a thing, but I doubt it.
0: Uh, I feel like the mage card slots are very competitive right now, and this isn't even remotely in the same ballpark. I get what it's going for, but right now, I gave it a 1.
2: I gave it a 2. I I feel like it kind of goes in a similar deck with, like, the Clumsy Courier. uh, That you're playing, like, bigger spells, and then you're getting... I I think it's actually a pretty decent card, and I, I do kind of like this one. I just don't think we have uh, the spells that you want to use this with yet.
1: Makes sense to me. Uh, First flame is a one mana fire spell that says deal two damage to a minion. Add a second flame to your hand. The second flame is also one mana that does two damage to a minion. So it's basically like a twin spell. uh, Two damage removal. Uh, It's solid. It is a fire spell. I, I... I think it's okay i think it's a two i think there's other options like ignite that you could do as well that that um have the option of going face whereas this cannot um but you get two copies in your hand basically for one card so there's definitely options where that makes more sense so i gave it a two i am less solo on this than ignite
0: i actually gave it a four i think this is really solid and one of the things I didn't mention on the last spell, but just keep in mind, this can be discovered in Rogue. Fairly easily discovered in Rogue. So, like, I factored that in a little bit, too. So, <laughs> I mean, you have to, right? Because it's not like an absurd mm-hmm. thing for a yeah. Rogue to dis- discover a mage spell. They're doing that all the time. So, like... Wand yeah. yeah wand thief yeah, yeah it's one still thief. it's still a yeah. card so i mean i have really,
1: a, a really good card yeah
0: i feel like this does a lot of what um brain freeze does it's one more mana but it also can be spread out a little bit more so i think this is a very solid tool because brain freeze has been nothing but straight excuse me fire in in the mage and um rogue decks so i think i think this is pretty good so
2: yep i agree with everything you said i also gave it a four i think it's really solid the fact that yes it doesn't go face but you can use the second copy whenever because we've seen some cards it's like the second copy you have to use the t- that same turn or something but it just goes in your hand and then you can use the other copy whenever yeah seems pretty good <laughs>
1: Wind slice is pretty good when you could do basically the same thing. So yeah, this is the, yeah, I probably underestimate this. This is probably at least a three and might, might even be higher than that. The other, the final rare card is Sanctum Chandler. It is a five mana four, five elemental that says after you cast a fire spell, draw a spell. I really like this card. I think this is a very solid card, especially since First Flame and Ignite are in this set. Uh, I think this is actually another reason why uh, Grand Magus Antonitis might be a card because of those spells and the fact that you can draw additional spells with this card. I gave this a a very strong three. I think it's going to see some play if you're playing minions in your mage deck.
0: I gave it a two. It seems a bit fringy like yes I agree first flame is obviously very good I like uh, ignite but this feels way too slow and right now at least um, we still have cram session and you know refreshing spring water I feel like there's just about a bunch of other ways to draw cards Um, I know it does um, you know it draws a spell it's specifically to or something out so it could be it could be better than I'm giving it credit for, but I see it as a two.
2: I think it's pretty solid as well. I gave it a three. Um, kind of like what Mage already said, but and it's decently stated, it's an elemental, so there could be some added synergies that you, you wanna do in there. You could use this repeatedly, so you could even get two, three draws off of it. I've heard some people talking about trying to use, like, uh, a lot of spells, but, I mean, even just a a few spells to draw some more cards seems fantastic. So I gave it a three.
1: Fire sales a four-mana fire spell that is tradable that says deal three damage to all minions. So pretty solid AoE. Uh, in the early-ish to mid-game. I gave this a 3. I, I think it's good, and the fact that it's tradable makes sure that you uh, can use it. You 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 can find a spot to use it in a good way.
0: Yeah, this feels one of the best applications of tradable. I like it a lot. I gave it a 3. It feels really solid.
2: I thought it was pretty solid, but the more I think about it, I don't know. I'm just... I'm not happy about the cost of it so i actually ended up giving it a two um maybe it gets more used just because there's less uh wideboard removal like cheaper or, or mid-game wide removal right now for mage but i think it is gonna end up seeing a little less play than what people imagine
1: hot streak is a zero mana fire spell that says your next fire spell this turn costs two less so cost reduction specifically on fire spells. I think there's definitely some fire spells that you want to run. Ignite would be one. First flame could be could be one. Um, I think it might be okay. The question is again: is is this? Are those spells? Do those spells actually need this cost reduction? I don't know if they do. I gave this a three, but it might not actually see that much play.
0: Uh, I rotated back and forth between a 1 and a 2. I ended it on two, cause it's 2. Because it's this turn. So, eh, I don't think you're running it, but you wouldn't necessarily be always uh, hate to see it, so I gave it a 2.
2: I gave it a 3. I think it's, it's solid. I think there's definitely some situations you can play this. Maybe you're playing this with, like, your... uh. Sanctum Chandler deck or something to, to draw some more uh, but it, it's alright it's a 3 yep
1: yeah, that definitely helps there final card for mage is Prestor's Pyromancer it is a 2 mana 2 3 with a battle cry that reads your next fire spell has spell damage plus 2 Uh doesn't say this turn so presumably goes to the next fire spell that you play whenever that is Uh, Which makes it better than having to do it the same turn. Uh, That said, I think uh, because it's limited to just a fire spell, it doesn't help you with cram session or anything like that. I gave it a two. I think that um, maybe you run it in a fire centric deck. Uh, But other than that, I'm not quite sure where else
2: it sees
0: play. Yeah, I gave it a two, too.
2: I like this one a lot. I give it a five. I think it's just a, it's a great body. It's again, a little bit more flexible with, it doesn't say this turn. So it's just, you can end up playing this. And then whenever you do play a fire spell, you get some added damage. Um So I don't know. I think if you're going for that, this seems like a really good choice.
0: Okay. Let's move on to Paladin. And we will start out with their quest line, rise to the occasion, rise to the occasion. Uh, play three different one cost cards. Re- uh, reward is equipped to one four lights justice. Second is play three different one cost cards. Upgrade your hero power. Uh, the final is play three different one cost cards. Reward Whiteborn Cariel. And Cariel is a five seven seven. Battlecry for the rest of the game. Your silver hand recruits have plus two plus two. Um yes uh, I gave this a 2 even though you can play the same 1 drop in different phases so if you play you know a Argent Squire you can also play that in the second phase for is a different cost of it or, you know so that's a thing I mean this would have been really good if first day of school was still 3 minions but it isn't so So this isn't really all that good. So, yep, I gave it a two.
2: Uh, I gave it a two as well. I just, I don't know. I don't feel like the reward is worth all of that. I heard some talk about trying some, like, Penflinger stuff, and then it's just like, why? It's just, it feels so unnecessary to try to go for this. Like, I think there's just better stuff for Paladin that you'd rather do instead of this.
0: Yep.
1: So the Light's Justice reward as the first reward does not seem great to me because it feels like you're going to probably overwrite it with another weapon before you get all four charges with it. The upgraded hero power seems pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh that that can start to be a bit of a nuisance. Uh if you can buff them with the Lightborn Carryall, that seems okay, but it I don't know, it just the the difficulty of it doesn't seem that bad the rewards don't seem great until you get to the second and third reward uh reward after the battle cry and then by that time you're in the mid to lateish game and I don't know how impactful that's going to be I gave it a two but maybe it's maybe it maybe it's better than that I don't know
0: okay moving on we have high Lord for dragon he has a six mana five five. Divine Shield. After a friendly minion loses Divine Shield, give a minion in your hand plus five plus five. Um, let me check here. Did Cho ever see any play? No. Okay, and he is he is worse than Cho. Don Hancho. Yeah. yeah. Don yeah. Hancho. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I gave him a two. I guess fringy, but like they're trying to force paladin hand buff back i don't like it i'm sorry uh mr four dragon you just apparently don't get a good card
2: i think it's okay i gave it a three like i i think it's decent um we're gonna talk about it in a little while but i like that it's a divine shield minion itself so you can discover it off of blessed goods um i'm glad it's not a five so we won't see it off Jantis. <laughs> um but i don't know i th- I think he's okay so i gave him a three
1: so uh hand buffing wasn't really a thing until rush warrior became a thing and i actually think we're going to see another hand buff uh class and it's going to be paladin and this is card is going to be a reason why uh edelweiss did a great job uh theory crafting a deck with this and was running over people with it. And this card was a huge reason why five, five is a nice big buff. There's lots of divine shields that you can put in the deck. I think this is really good. I gave it a solid four. I think, I think this is a, a really good card and is going to see play.
0: Okay. All right. And then we move to uh Epic. We have blade of Rin first blade of Rin, excuse me, is a four mana three, five minion divine shield battle cry gained rush if this has at least four attack so you would have had to buff it in your hand which is possible with this um or put a put the mount on it so if you give uh no it is a battle cry so you have to buff it in your hand to get rush It's a three five with divine shield so i mean i gave it a two but uh could possibly be a three
2: i really like this card i gave it a four uh i just i think it will be fairly easy i think to to buff it again it's a divine shield minion that you can find off of blessed goods it's just it i mean even just being playing for a as a three five just divine shield seems pretty solid to me i don't know i just i i really like this card
1: yeah, this is this card's okay if not buffed. It is strong if it is buffed, um, and you just have to buff it once, and it gains rush, which is really powerful as well. I gave this a, a solid three. It's it's going to be in your four dragon deck. I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
0: Um. I just realized too that I, you know some reason I've read that Tyrion or Highlord Four Dragon as a one time effect, so that can happen more than once. So I guess can, yeah. yeah. So I guess a, a, a three is a more appropriate rating on my end. So I apologize for misreading it. There's a lot of cards here, so sometimes you <laughs> misread or misunderstand a fact at first glance. Um, no, that White, makes sense. Whitebringer's hammer is a three mana three two weapon. Life can attack heroes. I gave this a one. I just can't imagine why you would play a weapon in paladin that can attack heroes
2: i also gave it a one i just don't, don't like it much like it's fine stats and the life steal is cool but again it, it really just forces you to have to attack and it's like mm, i don't know if i want to be using it only for minions so i also gave it a one
1: uh, I gave it a 2. Uh, I like the fact that it's a 3-2, uh, but there are other 3-mana weapons, uh, Seed, Cloud, Buckler, and specifically the Underlight Angling Rod that actually that's exact same stats. This has Lifesteal, which there are instances where that might be better, but um, its I'm not sure what deck this goes in or if it sees play over the ones that are already currently available. I gave it a 2, but it, it might be a 1.
0: Okay, and then we move to rares. Uh first we have Catacomb Guard. It is a 3 mana, 1/4. Life steal. Battle cry. Deal damage equal to this minion's attack to an enemy minion. Uh I'm not convinced on this one, so I gave it a 1. I, you have to sh- you have to hit it with a hand buff. I don't know. I and most of the time it's probably going to be a 2/5 okay so i I, i'm not impressed by it
2: i gave it a three i i think it's it's okay i i feel like it's gonna be pretty easy to um buff it up even just once for for a two attack but i still feel like even if you're like if you play it as just a one four it really doesn't feel great but i feel like it's gonna be easy enough to buff it a little bit but even if you can buff it after you've gotten the battle cry, just the lifesteal initially on it feels pretty good to me. So I think it's okay. I, I, I'd give it a three.
1: Yeah, there's the application that it can, at the very least, be a one uh, a one damage ping might, might be useful. The fact that it has lifesteal and four health seems pretty solid. And then if you manage to get this buffed, this suddenly becomes... Almost like a um, a prize plunder or something it just ends up being potentially a big uh, a much bigger removal card uh, so it's definitely going in a buff deck I'm not quite sure where else it would see play but um, unless you're running lights justice there's not really a ton of ways you can do uh, one damage as a as a paladin so from the very least that might be a reason to run it sometimes
0: okay then we have noble Mount. Uh, give a minion plus one plus one and divine shield. When it dies, summon a war horse. Obviously, one one with divine shield. So, um, uh, I don't know. It doesn't feel like the divine shield's nice. Uh, I gave it a two. I, I I'm not sold on a lot of these paladin cards, so I kind of went low on them.
2: Yeah, I'm a little bummed with some of the Paladin cards, too. Uh, I gave it a three, but it might be more of like a two. I I, I think the thing really going for this is repeated Divine Shields, uh, especially with what's going on. But just Divine Shield on its own is just usually so annoying for other decks to deal with. And it might actually allow minions to live that you can then buff or... It just the divine shield I think is why I gave it such a higher score,
1: yeah, this isn't like a fantastic card. it's just a an okay card. it's the fact that it's two mana means that you know you can use it with like the goody two shields to get the divine shield back on that minion while also putting a divine shield on another minion that gets good in a divine in the buff deck because it's a divine shield that then gives a plus five plus five when the High Lord four dragon is on the on the board, that sort of thing. So it, it's not flashy. It's just oh it's just an okay card that's gonna see some play. So I gave it a two.
0: Alright. And then we have Prismatic Jewel Kit. One mana zero three uh crafting tool. It is uh after a friendly minion loses divine shield give a minion in your hand plus one plus one give minions in your hand plus one plus one excuse me lose one durability um i i mean it's the buff is good but you're also putting a one mana zero three weapon in your deck at that point in time i feel like if we're gonna try and buff your hand there's other ways to do it so i give this a one
2: i gave it a two i think it it feels pretty fringe to me Uh, If you really want to build a hand-buffy Divine Shield deck, that's where it goes. But yeah, it doesn't feel super solid. I think just playing solid Divine Shield minions without needing this is also fine.
1: Yeah, I think this is a solid card for that Four Dragon deck. Um, The fact that it gives all minions in your hand, plus one, plus one, is pretty solid, so you're obviously running this with divine shields the only problem i see with it is you might actually want to run some weapons that you can use uh and attack things with and so this can potentially get in the way of that but the fact that it only costs one mana and it it, it allows you to then set up maybe uh, future turns and then easily buff your hand without really doing much effort uh that seems okay i gave it a a strong two but i think in the four dragon deck it's actually a pretty pretty good card
0: all right and then we have alliance bannerman as a common it is a three mana two three uh battle cry draw a minion give your minion give minions in your hand plus one plus one um it excuse me it's a three mana two two sorry um yeah, this is, I mean, if Handbuff's gonna work, this is going to be the card, because A, it draws, a, it tutors a specific thing out of your deck, and then it uh, gives everything plus one, plus one, so I gave this a three.
2: Yep, I also gave it a three for pretty much the same reasons, just seems pretty solid.
1: Yeah, it's a slight under, it's understated for the mana cost, but... The fact it draws a card and buffs your hand, uh, I think it's worth that trade-off. This seems really good. I'll get... I gave it a solid three as well.
0: All right. Next up, we have Blessed Goods. A one-mana holy spell. Discover a secret weapon or divine shield. We'll show you one of each. Um, If I could give a card a zero, I would. Um... Like, go ahead, go ahead and try and give this a higher score. Look at every single other time this has happened. It does not see any play. The, you guys were like, oh, the, the beast in Hunter that shows you one of each other 3-3 three, three body. That'll definitely see play. These cards do not see play. I promise you, this card is terrible. I'm I'm going to die. This is the hill I'm going to die on in this set. This is a one could be a zero. I'm i I'm saying it right now. I will I would admit if I if I'm wrong on it, histor- history has not proved me wrong though.
2: I gave it a four. <laughs> I love this card. This is one of my favorite paladin cards, I think. This and the uh the first blade of Ren Uh, I I feel like the fact that it's a very specific kind of minion, not just a minion, but a divine shield minion is what makes me like it more. Um, So that's why I like this so much.
1: So one mana spell, which means it's very inexpensive. You might you'll probably get to play whatever it is you get uh, in a lot of cases um, pretty quickly. Um, I think I think this will be okay. I gave it a two. It's not going to be flashy. Uh, it feels like it could be in that hand buff, uh, divine shield deck, but um, I'm not sure that it's like a widespread card. But I think it actually will see a little bit more play than than uh, the dumpster fire that dry, <laughs> Daring thinks it is. I,
0: I I will I will 100% admit I'm wrong, but history has proven me right on this i called the last one in hunter out and it saw a little play in the beginning and you're like no but it has a body this time it'll work and i'm like yes but the warrior one had very specific pool of minions too and like one of each of three different specific things isn't good it's just not it sounds good on paper it sounds good and then you realize after the first time you play it you're like I only get to pick oh this is this isn't good so I I, I will admit no. yeah go ahead Mage. I don't I,
1: I was gonna say I don't discount what you're saying the kodo the pr- the problem with the kodo I think is the fact that the deck that you would play that kodo in didn't exist for Hunter the entire time the kodo has been in standard. Face Hunter has been in Standard the entire time the Kodo has been good. And you don't need value like what the Kodo brings uh, in Face Hunter. So that's why that card hasn't seen play. This is a little bit different. I think the decks that this could go in would actually potentially use it. But it isn't as good as as it looks because, to your point, you get to see one secret. If I need Noble Sacrifice and I'm given, you know something you know uh the reckoning then it then i don't want the secret so yeah it 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 isn't as good as it looks but it's not as bad as it looks or or could be either all
0: right and the final one we have is city tax it's a two mana tradable card um lifesteal deal one man damage to all enemy minions i don't know what Paladin deck really wants us at the current moment in time i I gave it a one I just don't see the use of it right now so
2: I gave it a three I think it's okay I do agree with you though I'm not sure where it fits exactly, but I think there's enough uh possibilities with paladin like this this could work pretty well uh it maybe play some spell damage to buff it up, but it can work with um bear off it can work with some of the Libram stuff like setting everything to one and the life steal is is good as well and it's got that benefit of tradable so that's fair i I gave it a solid three
0: um yeah yeah, i did not think of bear off and Libram of justice um so with that there it's probably a two in my opinion then so you you convinced me on a two
1: it I gave it a two. Uh, we've seen a card kind of like this. Spirit Lash was a card that Priest had. It hit all minions, not just the enemy minions. This is a little bit better because it just hits enemy minions. It has the tradable keywords, so you, if you don't need it now, you can put, put it back in your deck and potentially find uh, something better. Uh, I, I don't know necessarily. like It definitely works with Barov. It definitely works with uh, the Libram. So those are decks where you potentially could put this in. Um I don't know how prevalent those those cards are going to be in the next meta, so until we see how good those are, we'll know how good City Tax is, but those cards are good in spite of without City Tax, so it might not see play.
0: Okay, Dragon Rider, you want to take us through Priest?
2: Yes. So the first one we're going to talk about is the Priest Quest, the first part Uh, Play a 2, 3, and 4 cost card. Reward, discover a card from your deck. The second part, play a 5 and 6 cost card. Reward, discover a card from your deck. Third part, play a 7 and 8 cost card. And you get Xyrella the Sanctified. And she is a 5 mana, 7, 7 taunt. Battlecry, shuffle the Purified Shard into your deck. And the Purified Shard is a 10-mana spell that says, Destroy the Enemy Hero. Uh, So this (laughs) one... I gave it a 2. I feel like it's pretty fringy. I feel like there's a lot of requirements. And it almost seems like if you're really dragging the game out that long to get to the point of playing all of that stuff and then trying to play that spell to destroy the enemy hero, you probably have already found some other way to win or you've just ended up running the game and they just don't even want to play anymore or something. So I gave it a 2.
0: I mean, I feel like it is a 2. Like, it's a control breaker. Like, that will break a control matchup. You cannot, like, unless you pressure it out, which is generally not how control matchups go, that deck will generally win. So, like... It, where, like, C'Thun has been, like, that counter win condition, like, the control, you know, that's the card that's going to swing the match, but now this just is a flat-out, I win when I draw this card after that, but, I mean, it's not, I love it, I love the flavor, I love what it does, I think this is extremely fringy, so I gave it a 2
1: the shard is scary it it just you look at that card and you're like they they get that card they pay 10 mana they win the game uh i just don't know how easy it's going to be to actually complete the quest to get uh that shard into your deck uh it's gonna take a long time and you know i your opponent's gonna know what you're trying to do uh right from the start so they're gonna try and make that as difficult as possible so uh, even something as dumb as the, uh, the Cultist is going to be able to be played, and then you can't play yeah. the Shards. So it's, it, it's really difficult. I gave it a 2. I think some people are going to try it. I just don't know that it's actually going to see a lot of widespread play, especially after the first uh, week or two.
2: Then our legendary minion for Priest, Dark Bishop Benedictus, 5-mana five 5-6. Five, Start of game if the spells in your deck are all shadow. Enter shadow form. I gave this a three. I think him himself is like, you know, five mana, five, six. Like, okay, he's he's fine. But it's the, the deck style or the archetype is why I actually gave him a three. Um, because, I don't know, I'm really looking forward to Shadow Priest. I want to play some Shadow Priest, but, uh, like, h- him himself, just the actual card, is he's fine.
0: Sorry, I couldn't locate my mute button. Um, I, uh, I gave him a two. I just don't think Shadow Spells or a deck that is just all Shadow Spells is there at this moment in time. So I don't want to, like, put him in the, like, this card's unplayable because I think he's playable, but I think he has more potential in the future than he does right now at this point in time. We didn't get a lot of shadow support for him. We got some, but not enough to, like, this is your, your build around card. So I think he has potential in the future. It's a cool card. I just don't think it's there yet.
1: I really want this card to be good. I think it is good. I think the most powerful part of this card is the start of game effect. The shadow form was never good on its own because you had to find it and then you had to pay mana to do it. This, you just automatically get it at the start of the game. I gave this card a three. I want the deck to be good. I think it's good enough. I agree with Daring that I think the final set of this year, when we have six full sets to, to, to pull shadow spells from will be probably the peak of this deck. Um uh and maybe the end of next year as well. But uh I, I I hope it's good enough. I hope it's uh good enough to see play and I want to try it.
2: Yeah uh going into epics the first one we have is a one mana shadow spell call of the grave discover a death rattle minion if you have enough mana to play it trigger its death rattle I think we talked about this before, and I made the bold claim that this is my favorite card of the set and After seeing all of the cards, that hasn't changed. I freaking love this <laughs> card. I gave this a five uh i I am so excited to play with this card. I think there's just so many possibilities and i just I love the uh different ways that people will play this, like whether they want to trigger the death rattle that turn or pick something that's just better or I don't know. I'm just. I'm so excited for it.
0: I gave this a four. I think this is a really, really solid card. It does something very, very good in priest. It can be generated like this. This card fires on all cylinders for me. Um, very worst, it puts a death rattle minion in your hand. Very best, it triggers that death rattle first, and then you get that. So, and you could potentially play that card again because you have enough mana for it so yeah it seems really good
1: so i you know being somebody that wants the uh the shadow priest deck to work i think this is a card that you definitely put in that deck to potentially help you uh i'm not sold on this card i think it's gonna be okay uh i've Definitely, there's some high roll potential with it, and and so I think it's I think it's worth playing. I gave it a two. It might be a three. It definitely could be as high as as you guys have rated it. But uh, I I I think it's if the shadow deck works. I think this might be one of the reasons it does actually.
2: All right. Well, how about a uh, void touched attendant one mana one three. Both heroes take one extra damage from all sources. I'm not really high on this card. (laughs) I just, I feel like you're, you're playing this one mana minion to try to deal some extra damage with something like a bunch of shadow damage or something. And, you know, then there's like a back and forth that has to happen where you have to try to kill your opponent with using this extra damage without, you know, hoping that your opponent has more damage to do. I don't know. I, I gave it a two. Like Maybe it sees some French play in something, but I'm not liking it.
0: I uh, don't get this card, and I gave it a two. Like, I, like, because I don't understand what the overarching plan with this is right now, I was like, this card is trash, but I don't fully understand it, so I give it a two. <laughs>
1: I gave it a two as well. Uh, obviously, one mana, one three is, is nicely statted. It's cheap. Uh, I think it's not a turn one play, I don't believe. I think it's something that you use in combination with like your shadow uh, hero power, something like void shard, uh, the siphine that we haven't gotten to yet. Uh, there's definitely some applications for it. It feels almost like it's a combo card, and it's a way to increase damage uh, the turn that you're going to, to to kill your opponent. So that's where I think it's going to get used. Uh, those cards typically have a very narrow uh, ban- usage ban so I don't think this sees a ton
0: of play but. yeah I was going to say unless you kill him that turn I don't see how that doesn't just backfire immediately on you and you take it a bunch it could definitely backfire damage. on you yeah.
1: yeah it definitely could
2: yeah alright well the next one we have going into our rare cards is Elic mount 7 mana spell give a minion plus 4 plus 7 and taunt when it dies summon an Elic which is a 6 mana 4 7 beast with taunt I gave this a three. I I think it's pretty solid. Uh, the stats and the fact that these bodies are are going to be taunt, I think is pretty great and something that priest likes, especially against uh, some more aggressive decks. It can get discounted, uh, but it does start off uh, a little bit costly. Um, but I, I think it I think it's fine. So I gave it a three.
0: I gave it a four. I think this card is ridiculous in priest. So it just does everything priest wants to do. And it can be made cheater cheaper, a death rattle, a taunt that death rattles into a four, seven taunt. Like priest is like, sign me up. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. We're we're in line. So yeah, I like it a lot. So I give it a four.
1: The original incarnation of this was the spike Ridge steed in Paladin, and it was really good. And Obviously, the uh, power level in the game has greatly increased since Spike Ridge Steed was a thing, Uh, but not to the point where I think this card is bad. I think this card is actually very, very good. The fact that it gives taunt in addition to the giant buff is really good. The fact that you get that huge taunt left behind when it's done this is a good card and really the only way you deal with spike Ridge steed and the only day way you deal with this is with a silence effect there are some decent silence effects in this set so it's not like you're without uh but i think it's still good enough to see some play and be good it's a i gave it a strong three
2: agreed and you know, being able to discover this potentially, yeah, it's like, well, all right. Yeah, you
1: you didn't typically reduce the cost of Spiked Steed either, and it was still yeah. good at six mana. So,
2: yeah. All right. Well, next up, we have Siphoned, a three mana three four minion. After you cast a shadow spell, deal two damage to each hero. Uh, I ended up giving this a three. I think this is at least the way i'm looking at it it's kind of similar to me to the way that knife vendor is being played in like face hunter uh it does require the you know the casting a spell but i i think this might end up being like maybe a one of or something or kind of one of those cards that goes in and out of shadow priest i'm really interested to see but i i don't know i'm giving it a 3 for right now
0: this i i'm calling this card bad shadow boxer <laughs> Um, because, yeah, it feels, it does similar thing to Shadow Boxer, except for you don't have a free hero power that refreshes when you cast a spell. So, I, I'm not impressed with this card. I gave it a 2. I just, I just don't think, I, th- I can't, the, right now, the the damage you can output with Shadow Spells feels like you're doing way more to yourself than you are to the opponent, so...
1: Were you meaning Sha were you meaning Shadow Boxer or were you thinking of Spawn of Shadows? Because Spawn of Shadows was the card I was thinking of immediately. And, shadow uh, that was a four mana card Shadow Boxer was
0: with the one where you every time you cast your hero power, it did two damage to each am I thinking right?
1: Uh Spawn of Shadows is the four mana card that would do four damage to both heroes every time you used your hero power.
0: What did Shadow Boxer do? uh i all right all right okay exactly but it in in
1: reno priest this is shadow spawn of shadows in wild is the win condition for the deck um this is a little bit cheaper it it doesn't uh you it, it requires you to do cast shadow spells which makes it a little bit more difficult it does less damage so i don't think it's as good a card um i think it's a high two to a three in a deck that has a lot of shadow spells like the shadow priest deck with with uh benedictus um i don't i don't know that it sees play outside of that and so i i am not sure if that's good enough yes. uh, like i'm not sure i'm not sure if you need it in that deck
0: i was not. referring to spawn of shadows yeah shadow boxer does something completely okay. different sorry
1: okay Yeah. no i I, I, I was figuring that.
0: Exactly. So, uh, I got my cards confused.
2: Yeah. Alright. Oh, uh, the last rare card we have is uh the Shadow Cloth Needle, which is a two mana weapon, zero attack, three durability. After you cast a shadow spell, deal one damage to all enemies, lose one durability. I gave this a two. I, I think it's gonna be fringe. You might play it in like a shadow priest deck. Uh to me it it feels like a limited Altruist effect, but it's it's very similar to that. Um, but again, you know, it is limited to the durability that you have. So I'm not sold on it, but maybe it gets played in there.
0: I also gave that a two. I I feel like probably if you want to run Benedictus, you probably run this because it's three damage to the board essentially and three damage to the enemy hero. So uh, yeah, it's kind of fringy, but yep, yeah, that's where I'm at.
1: Yeah, I think this goes in the Shadow Priest deck. It, the 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 nice thing is, is as a priest you're not it's not running into other weapons like the pal, like say the paladin profession tool. So you can just load this whenever you have two mana and then and then you're doing damage to the board as well as the enemy hero. So I think it's okay. I I don't know that it's a slam dunk to go in that deck, so I gave it a 2 because I just I I think there's ways you could get you might not need it. And you might need it, so uh, you have that option.
2: Yeah. All right, moving into commons. The first one we have is Shard of the Naru, a one mana holy spell, tradable, silence all enemy minions. Uh, I gave this a two. I think it's just, it feels pretty fringy. Uh, there has been some other, like, silence all enemy stuff before that was used, but i'm not sure about it yet so i just gave it a two um
0: i gave it a three i really like this card i feel like um the fact that it's tradable adds a lot to it so it's either draw a card from your deck or silence all minions like that flexibility right there makes that card feel very worthwhile to me so i I gave it a three
1: That was my rationale, and I gave it a four. I I think this is a silence card the priest actually would want to run because they could use the silence effect or they can just pay one mana and get a due card from their deck, which has some benefit to it as well.
2: Well, the next one we have is a minion. Twilight Deceptor, two mana, two, three. Battlecry, if any hero took damage this turn, draw a shadow spell, uh I do generally uh, most of the cards like the very specific uh draw effect. So I actually end up really liking this one. I gave this a four. Uh, but maybe it's not as good as I think. We'll see. I like it though.
0: Um so uh I actually gave it a three. Um because I'm like I'm not sure if you're running this card outside of a Shadow Priest. So I was it was teetering back and forth between two and three, but like if you're playing this, this is a good solid card in there because it's very easy to either hit your, your hit your opponent's hero or you can take you. I just feel like it's the only time you're doing it is in shadow form or with one of those other cards, which is a, you're probably playing shadow. So uh, I went back and de- I gave it the benefit of the doubt with a three.
1: Uh, I gave it a three as well. It, it's an okay card. It's not an exciting card, but it does uh, something that you want, which is keeps the shadow train shadow spell train going and, uh, in the deck that you're that you're probably playing this in. I think you're definitely playing this in the shadow priest deck. and the question is how much play does it see outside of that? I'm not as sure about that, but definitely see some benefit to that and there are some shadow spells in a non shadow priest deck that you'd want to draw so that it seems like it might see some play outside of that
2: that's fair and the last one we have is a shadow spell void shard four mana life steal deal four damage uh love this card i gave it a four i you it's life steal it's a shadow spell you can direct it where you want it You know, I mean, four mana for four damage is not terrible, plus some other upsides. Fantastic.
0: I gave it a three. Uh, this definitely feels like a card that makes you want to play Shadow. Um, So, yeah, I think it's a very solid card, and I gave it a three.
1: So I gave it a two, and it's the reason I did is I don't, I, I don't like the mana cost on it. Actually, I, I think that like it reminds me a lot of Title Surge. Though this actually can go face, whereas that could not. It was at four mana for a long time and saw absolutely no play unless you discovered it. This is this is four mana as well. It is a shadow spell, so it it's gonna go in the shadow priest deck because it's reach and and all that. It life steal is def- definitely a benefit, but. I don't think outside of the Shadow Deck it sees any play and I it's it's the finish it, it's like the reach for the Shadow Deck but I I don't know. I I just I wish I liked it better. I, I guess I wish I liked it better, but I
2: don't like it. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some cards like that in this set.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, mate, you want to go into Rogue? All right,
1: we're going to go into Rogue. Now we'll start with the it is find the imposter one mana quest line play two si7 cards reward add a spy gizmo to your hand there's a bunch of these spy gizmo cards that are one mana minions or spells that have various effects or there's a weapon as well uh and then you get learn the truth is the second stage. It is says play two SI seven cards. You'll add a second add another add a spy's gizmo to your hand. The final step is play two SI seven cards. Reward is spy master scabs. Spy master scabs is a five mana seven seven with a battle cry that reads add one of each spy gizmos to your hand. So um you're just playing SI seven cards, and you're getting these one mana cards that are actually pretty good. Uh, one's a three man, one mana three two weapon. One's a one mana two three stealth minion. One's give plus two attack and stealth. One is a three two mech that says, "Look at three cards in your opponent's deck. Put one on top. One returns the enemy minion an enemy minion to its owner's hand." Uh, so there's lots of lots of good stuff there. The rewards are solid. The deck could be solid. There's, I think, enough Si Seven cards that you'd want to play. I think it could be okay. I gave it a three. I think it's it's better than most uh, than several of the other quest lines.
0: I also gave it a three for a lot of those reasons. I feel like the rewards you get are worth it, uh, and it might be pretty easy to accomplish. So yeah, I like it at a three.
2: I also gave it a three. I think when I was looking at this one, this is one that I really also went back and forth on because it's like I think the biggest factor is how good the SI cards end up being in play and how good the spy gizmos end up being. Because if if it turns out that like wow it's just really not worth playing those SI cards, then that falters. Or if it's like, oh these gizmos really just end up not being super great then the reward feels really lackluster so then it also doesn't be great so i gave it a threes like the kind of the benefit of the doubt if that stuff is good this this will be better
1: yeah i i I think i think the i think the the gizmos are actually pretty solid you know jay alexander who's a very very much a rogue aficionado likes those cards and so i think the i and he thinks that the si cards are good enough so i think it actually will see some play uh with the other legendary is one of the most interesting cards in this set it is maestra of the masquerade it is a two mana three two minion that says you start the game as a different class until you play a rogue card this is the strangest thing. This this is this is literally a card that you you can't you can't do in a in like a physical card game. This is something you can do because you're a digital card game. It is definitely a meme. You're you're running this with you know a select number of rogue cards and then some neutral cards, and then you don't reveal who you are are until you play that rogue card. And so you're banking on your opponent mulliganing wrong and but I don't know what the deck looks like that that you go with this so it feels like it's just kind of a meme rather than a solid card I don't know I gave it a one it's banned in competitive play so you don't get to play it there this is if you want to have some fun with rogue this is something you can
0: do I guess I mean it makes sense it's banned in competitive play but it's all would be also hilarious be like Okay. All right. Well, seeing how he didn't bring a demon hunter to this, and he's—I'm looking at <laughs> yeah, a demon exactly. hunter. Guess it's rogue. So yeah, 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 it is definitely. Um, it's a meme. I give it a one.
2: I also gave it a one. Not really a fan of this card. I mean the the flavor of like masquerading as a different class and stuff is kind of cool. And I've heard the arguments of like on ladder trying to play this and and make your opponents mulligan wrong and and things like that. But it's like, eh, okay, I would rather just play a better card than hope I throw my opponent off with their mulligan, I guess.
1: Right. And and the thing that kind of sucks for Rogue is, while this is a really cool card and I, I like what it can do, wouldn't you rather have had another legendary that you could actually play and be good? A good a legendary, like yeah, a, yeah, 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 like a Jandis or something like that. That I, I, I feel like Rogue would have really appreciated that, and they don't have that. They have this right now, which, while cool, is not necessarily something that's going to see play. Uh, moving on to the epics, we have a weapon. It is the counterfeit blade. It is a four mana four two weapon with a battle cry that reads: "Gain a random friendly death rattle that triggered this game." So the death rattle has to trigger for you to gain that uh, as a um, as the as part of the battle cry. Uh, four mana four attack weapons are have been pretty solid in the past. I think this is a pretty solid card as well. I'm not sure that the death rattle options for Rogue right now are particularly powerful. Uh, so I don't know how great that deck looks. I think at some point this is going to be good because uh, Rogue will get access to a pretty good death rattle or something that's class specific or something. Right now I gave it a two, but it could definitely be
0: a three at some point. Um, I think you summed it up perfectly. That's why I gave it a two as well.
2: Yep, those were pretty much my thoughts exactly. I originally had it at a three. After our AFG review, I put it down to a two because, yeah, right now the death rattle is not great, but I can definitely see this being used at some point.
1: Uh, the other epic is Garrot, a two-mana spell that says deal two damage to the enemy hero. Shuffle three bleeds into your deck that draw that deal two more when drawn. They are a cast when drawn effect. They do not scale with spell power. Uh So you're doing two damage initially. You're putting uh three more cards that deal two more damage into the deck. I, it's a solid card. Rogue can definitely draw through their deck pretty quickly Um to find those bleed effects. It sucks that they don't scale with spell damage, but I think the card is still useful and we'll see play. I gave it a three.
0: I gave it a four. With how fast you can draw through your deck as a rogue, like, that's eight damage. Like, you're looking at rogue that generally gets through its deck every single game. That's eight damage for two. Seems very good to me. I like it a lot.
2: I also gave it a four. Love this card. I think it's really cool. There's a lot of stuff you can do with it. And, yeah, just seems pretty sweet.
1: I mean, the the card is great with Field Contact. It's less great with Secret Passage because the cast when drawn effect does not occur. And then you're putting extra cards in. And what if you draw three bleed cards with your Secret Passage? That would kind of suck. So that's why I didn't rate it quite as highly as I think you guys did. But I definitely can see that and think that it's a pretty good card.
2: I think the Secret Passage argument is very fair as well.
1: Uh, SI seven assassin is a seven mana four, four rare that says costs one less for each SI seven card. You've played this game combo, destroy an enemy minion. So, um, that's, so you can reduce the cost of this just by playing as the other SI seven cards and you combo it. And it's a vile spine slayer, which is, was a very good card once upon a time. I think this is definitely going in your quest uh, rogue deck. Uh, I'm not uh, you, you. You definitely have it in the quest deck. I don't know that you're playing enough SI seven cards outside of that for this to see play. But in that deck, I think it's pretty good. I gave it a three, but it might be closer to a two because of its limited application.
0: Yeah, I gave it a three as well. I, I think that's a very valid stream of thought. So, yeah, but I like it. It seems very solid still. So, I like it as a 3. Mhm.
2: I I only gave it a 2. Uh I think you're probably really only playing this if you're playing a bunch of other SI stuff. I mean, otherwise you're probably still ending up paying 5 or 6 mana for it, which maybe right. for you a don't removal and the body is yeah, it might be okay, but it still doesn't feel as great. Um I gave it a two. I think this is probably one of the one of the worst of the SI7s. Yeah. We
1: we paid five mana for Vile Spine Slayer and we had to combo it in order to get the destroy an enemy minion. This is definitely more expensive than that, but you can actually reduce the cost. You'd have to reduce it twice for it to be at that point. Uh so it's 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 tough. I could definitely see it the other way as well. SI seven extortion is a one mana spell that's tradable and it's deal three damage to an undamaged character. Uh, You, if you trade this, it does not count as though you played it. So this does, would not reduce the cost of the assassin. If you traded this in, Um, you pay zero mana to do to backstab something and do two damage this is one mana to do three damage uh to that undamaged minion uh it is tradable which makes it a little bit more value possibly than the backstab um it's so I, it's okay it's running in that you're running it in the quest deck uh not so sure you're running it elsewhere i gave it a three but again i think it's might be a two overall
0: i think that it being tradable makes it the three the fact that you can get rid of it, and that's what edges out, I think, over, um, backstab, just because like backstabs always that makes zero, but you can't trade it in. This is a card that you can be like, I can't use this. I'll pay the cost and get a different card. So like, I think that right. kicks it over and is worth putting in other decks than quest decks. So.
2: Yeah, I like this one a lot. I gave it a four. I think uh, I think it's just pretty solid. Spending one mana to deal three damage, yes, they have to be undamaged, but I still think it's pretty solid. If you can't use it or you don't need it, just trade it away. I mean, even the tradable off of like just being able to spend the one mana and trade it, if this comes off of secret passage, I think is also pretty relevant. Um, so I gave it a four. I think this is... To me, this is probably one of the best of the SI seven cards.
1: Okay, cool. I, I I like that. That's so I I wasn't overvalu- overvaluing it then. Um, what I'm not overvaluing is sketchy information. It is a three mana rare spell that says draw a death rattle card that triggers or death rattle card that costs four or less and trigger its death rattle. I don't see you running this deck this in a deck um because as we talked about with counterfeit blade there's not a lot of death rattles that you'd want to run right now this this seems like an okay card for that counterfeit blade deck but i don't think you're running the counterfeit blade so you're probably not running this so i gave it a one right now maybe it gets to be a two when there is death rattles you want to run and you run this in your
0: i gave it a two it's fringy so i could see it at a one but i just gave it a two for now
2: I gave it a three, but maybe it's, maybe it's more of a two, a fringy, but I don't know. I just think, like so many things with the the cards we got in this set overall, especially the death rattles, which is probably also why I like Call of the Grave. Like, I just really, really miss the, uh, the death rattle hunter that we used to have. <laughs> so I'm just like, anything that I'm like, can we please, can this kind of be that, I am grasping at straws but <laughs> maybe.
1: So the thing that originally why I had it as a one I think is because of the limitation on the cost of the death rattle that it was going to trigger. Um I you know you can't obviously get even something like Talon is does it doesn't work yeah. with this card but it, it's it's difficult but it it could potentially be better later on. Uh I was actually just thinking of um ticket master this could be in Ticketmaster because it it yes. uh shuffles three tickets into your deck the three three plushies it's three mana and so you would draw it and then you'd immediately put uh the plushies into your deck so that might actually be an application where you could use this so um moving into the commons it is lone shark it's a three mana three four beast battle cry give your opponent a coin Death Rattle, you get two. I don't want to give my opponent a coin uh first. <laughs> so I don't know that I play this card. I gave I gave this a one. I just I don't see a, a scenario where I want to do this.
0: This card should be sleeping with the fishes. Ha ah, uh, oh yeah, I gave gosh. it a
2: one. I gave this one a three as well. I actually kind of like this one. I think in in a lot of cases, maybe not all cases, but I feel like the average case, I'm probably okay giving my opponent a coin, because Rogue is, like, the class that takes the most advantage of getting coins yourself. So, I actually kind of like this one, and I gave it a three.
1: Okay. Yeah, you definitely can do more with coins than your opponent probably can, so... Si-7 Informant is a 4-mana 3-3 with a battle cry that reads gain plus 1 plus 1 for each Si-7 card you've played this game. Uh, You're running this in your quest deck, probably. Uh, The problem is it's 4-mana. There's a really good card by the name of Kazakus that is 4-mana that doesn't allow you to play other 4-mana cards. And I'm not sure you play this over Kazakus in a non-quest deck. So I gave this a 2.
0: Yeah, I, I considered it fringy because it's only in the quest deck, so I like it at a 2.
2: Yep, I also gave it a 2. Same reasons.
1: Finally, SI7 Operative is a 3-mana 2-4 with Rush that says, after this attacks a minion, gains stealth. Um, It is... Okay, it's got Rush, so it gets to affect the board right away. It gains stealth, so it can't be interacted with and potentially could uh, do more damage the following turn. Uh, it's going to be running the quest deck, most likely, I would think, because Rush would be powerful uh, in that instance. Um, I'm not sure that it sees a ton of play elsewhere, though, so I gave, it a, uh, I gave it a 2.
0: Um, I gave it a 3 with the potential ability to attack twice. So, like, being stealth and then getting to go again, potentially. So, being able to take a, a value trade and then go face after that, I consider that a 3. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not sure if it gets seen out of the, the deck, but it seems solid.
2: That That's a really good point, and I think probably the the best thing about the card for me is that that ability... Ugh, I still just gave it a 2, though. I don't know. I'm really not sold on it. I I feel like this is one card that I want to actually be able to play with before I feel like I can give it an appropriate score. Some of the cards I'm just like now <laughs> or yes. But this is one I feel like I want to play with and actually see how it feels in practice.
1: Yeah, I think I think the rush makes it powerful and it's definitely in the quest deck. It's just where where does it get played out outside
0: of that? And that I that I don't know okay all right
1: all right we're done with rogue so, and we're moving on to shaman correct
0: and we will start out with their quest line which is stir the stones uh play three cards with overlord um wait excuse me I'm sorry play th- the first one is uh <sighs> command the elements yeah the elements. play three cards with overload reward unlock your uh overloaded mana crystals. Second set, play three cards with Overlord. Summon a 3-3 three, three, uh, element with Taunt. And play two cards with Overlord. Record uh, The uh, reward is Stormcaller Brukan. And Brukan is a 5-mana 7-7. Seven, seven. Battlecry for the rest of the game. Your spells cast twice. Um, I went back and forth. I ended up on a 3 on this quest line. It seems very good. Very easy to complete for Shaman. So, um, yeah, I like it as a three, It and the end effect is very good. The effects along the line are a little good. I do not like the first effect all that much, and I'll explain that in a little bit, but yep. Um, so that's where I'm
2: interesting. At. I, I gave it a three as well. Like, I, I feel like it's, it's pretty decent. There's plenty of overload cards you can put in there. Um the thing is, is I'm, I'm curious about the deck building with this because uh, you're going to have to include all these overload cards, and then it's a matter of what you're going to have left that you want to cast twice at the end.
1: Yeah, I gave this a three as well. I think the rewards along the way are solid. I think anytime you can unlock your overloaded mana crystals, it seems really powerful. And the Double effect on the spells on Sturm, once Stormcaller Khan is on the board, and and after even Stormcaller Khan is died, it's for the rest of the game. So you automatically do the the spells twice. So I think I think this is a solid card. I gave it a three. I think that I think that it's actually going to see some play and and be fairly good.
0: And keep in mind those are car. It says cards with. Um, overload, so it doesn't have to be spells to complete the quest. So you could just hy- hypothetically save all your spells for after the fact. Um, so the other legendary we have is Bolnir Hammer Break or Hammer Beak, excuse me. He's a two mana, one four. After you play a Battlecry minion, rep- repeat the first Battlecry played this turn. Um, So you have to have a couple battle cries in your hand and you have to have one that you want to repeat multiple times, Um, which I think is possible, but it seems weird and fringy. So I gave it a two.
2: Uh, I gave it a three. I think he's solid and I've seen a lot of comparison uh, to ETC in like Rush Warrior, especially with this one. The thing that I like about this is I think this this really plays to like really thinking through the order that you play things in. And I, I so I like the kind of skill that's going to go with this and really like, okay, how do I want to maneuver my turns with this? Um, the four health is a little interesting as well, because I think if you can manage to get this down early, it might be challenging for your opponent to remove it. So there might be some some interesting things with that, but I, I think he's okay. I'm not sure if he's going to be as super overpowered as some people have, have maybe thought, but he's all right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think this is powerful. I I will be honest. I didn't understand the OTK when it was first shown how the how that would work, but there is an OTK that you could potentially do with this deck or uh, with this card. And Yashiraj and, and um, a corrupted medic and dunk tank and all that sort of thing. So there, there is some things there. But I think this card is just can be good even outside of an OTK scenario. But there is an OTK scenario with it as well. So uh, I give it a strong three. I think it's. I think it's going to see play.
0: Okay. Um. And now we go into the complete and utterly bonkers category with overdraft. It's a one mana um spell tradable unlock your overloaded mana crystals to deal that much damage this is a six this is the definition of insanity this card will get nerfed i promise you that because what it what is the thing that shaman has has overlord overlord now not only doesn't punish you for it one mana you get to hit your opponent in the face with it this card is the best card in the set by far it removes the the drawback of overload while also damaging your opponent i don't understand how this card got pushed through but like Shaman's running a lot of overload right now, as is. This can like encourage you to just kick it up to eleven and just start throwing things face a lot more. Doomhammer, Serpent Shrine. There's a lot of a lot of overload, and now you don't even have to deal with the mana crystals. It's insane. The, yeah. This card is insanity. <laughs> yeah,
2: I I give it a four. I I think it's really solid really good. I'm not sure. Like I don't even know how they would nerf it, though. Maybe just it would have to be the mana cost, so they would have to increase the mana on it, but I think it's definitely very powerful. Uh this last week especially I've been playing a ton of like the really aggressive uh shaman deck that like tops out at 5 and there's a lot of turns where I was overloaded whether like two from the previous turn and then two or three, the current turn that's five damage. And I get to unlock all of those crystals. Like there, there's some huge potential for sure with this.
1: Yeah. It, unlocking from the current turn and the, the, the next turn. uh And you've got things like lightning bloom and stuff like that that is it is actually really nuts this is this is a very strong four if there was a card that i did not rate any card a five in this set this is the card that got closest to that this and actually the next card were the two cards that got closest to to a five i i think this could be a five i think this definitely could get nerfed at some point i definitely could see that as well there there's a lot of cards that you want to play as shaman that are going to have over overload there's a several cards in this set that you're going to want to play that have overload as well. Uh And the fact that it can go face is it, it's, it's like prize plunder being able to go
0: face and, and
1: they, they nerfed that before it even went live and this is going to go live like this. So it'll be interesting to see how long it stays. I,
0: that way. I promise you that this is going to be the card that people are going to hate. Like this card is going to get nerfed. I promise you 100%. The cost is going to go up, because think of, uh, it was lava something that occasionally saw play that cost two mana crystal, and just unlocked, it did two damage and unlocks your crystals to a minion.
1: Yeah,
0: lava lava shock. shock. Yeah, this unlocks current, so you can play on the turn after you unlock for, play a bunch of mana for next turn, unlock everything, and do like eight damage while doing you you, while doing the thing overload
1: yourself for next turn, just like to the hilt because you play doom hammer and a, and a bunch of stuff. And then with the one mana you have left after you've maybe even lightning bloomed, then you, uh, you use this, send it to the dome as well. That's crazy.
0: Exactly. It's nuts. I think this card is insanity. Um, the next is tiny toys, uh, summon four, random five cost minions make them two twos i don't like i see Jandis. like i see the the power in Jandis. i don't really see like five drops are good you, but it's just you're getting two two versions of five drops i there's some i guess you could high roll i don't know i don't see it i gave it a two
2: I gave this a four. I really like this card as well. Um, I think there's a lot of things. I I mean, you could do this. And then if you have uh, Bogspine the turn before, then it, you don't care that they're two twos because you're just going to evolve them anyways. There's Revolve that can play on. Like You could do this and Revolve in the same turn, potentially. Um, there's a lot of combos. And one thing that I'm really looking at with this card is that the devs have said... That like going forward, and, and we've seen this the last few sets, they are moving away from vanilla cards. So like every minion will have some sort of effect or text or something. Maybe it's a battle cry, and then it's like, oh well, cool, that's just a 2-2 now. But I feel like there's gonna be enough death rattle or spell burst or you know, some sort of effect that you could benefit from this. And the potential of being able to evolve or or change the cards as well is just insane. To yeah,
0: me. I did not think of Revolve or the Bogspine Knuckles and Clacker. So, yeah, I I I could yeah, I'm wrong on that with with the fact that those cards exist. I forgot the changing them aspect. As like, eh, two twos of uh, five drops, but it changing them into full five drops for six mana. Yeah, that seems pretty good
1: this card is ridiculous. It it is actually probably better than Jandis because because you're getting uh like full cards, so to speak. Because like uh, you know if, if you get a Twilight Runner, does it matter if it's it it's can take one damage and die or it's a two two? It's still going to draw you cards uh, because it's stealth or. Teacher's pet is still going to give you the death rattle, or you know, there's just Roz is still going to do the the one damage. There's just so many good five drops that you're happy ju- getting even as a 2-2 version of it. And you know, even something like uh the Rat King when it comes back after you uh after it comes back, it'll come back as a five-five instead of a two-two. So it, it's going to be I, I think this is going to be a really good card. And then yeah, Revolve and Bugspine are going to be there to potentially uh, make you pay for not clearing those cards. Okay.
0: Well, we spent a lot of time talking about those first four cards. Yes. So let's go speed round yes, on did. the next ones. Uh, rare, we have Auction House Gavel. It's a two-mana, two-two weapon. After your hero attacks, reduce the cost of a Battlecry minion in your hand by one. Um, I gave it a two. I think you have better weapons and less you want to do with this. So yeah, I gave it a two.
2: Two. That's it.
1: Two as well. I want. I want. I. I want to play other weapons more than I want to play this weapon.
0: Um, charge call. It is a discover a. It's a three cost nature spell. Discover a one cost minion and summon it. Upgraded for each overloaded card you played this game. Two. I mean it just doesn't do. It's not fantastic.
2: Oh, I think it is. I gave this a five. I love this card. I think this is a, something that multiple decks can use. You're already overloading. And even if you're getting a, a three or four cost minion for three, seems pretty decent.
1: Uh, I split the difference, I guess. I, got a, I gave it a three. I think this could be quite strong. Uh, obviously, you're playing overload cards, so... You could potentially bump this up to be more valuable, um, and you discover, so you get control over what the minion is that you get a little bit, so that's kind of nice as well.
0: Next up, we have Granite Forgeborn. It's a 4-mana, four 4-5 four, elemental. Battlecry, reduce the cost of elementals in your hand and deck by 1. This is a 5. elemental shaman was already good and then saying here here's a a four or five that reduces the cost and everything wherever it is by one yeah this is really really solid so i gave it a five
2: yep i also gave this a five this feels fantastic uh benefits off of having even more elementals in your deck so might not be played in the decks that have minimal elementals but this seems pretty dang good
1: yeah, this is borderline five. I get, I did give it a four, but it, it is the fact that it reduces the 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 elementals in your deck by one as well is actually the most ridiculous thing. And the fact that it's four mana, so it fits in really well, because I, I feel like the right now you just have the two six that does the one damage AOE as the elemental you're playing at four mana. This is a great card to put in that spot, and if you don't need to play the AoE that turn.
0: All right, then we have Canal Slogger. It is a four mana, 6-4 elemental. Rush, lifesteal, overload, one. Uh, I gave this a four. Uh, it hits the board. It gets to attack immediately. It's a 6-4. It's also an elemental. So, yeah, I like everything about this.
2: Yep, I gave this a five. Another fantastic one. Getting the discount if you're playing the Forgeborn pretty much makes the Overload irrelevant, but there's also a lot of things that benefit with having Overload, so this just seems fantastic.
1: Another card that you can put in that four mana slot as well. I think the problem, the the only thing I will say is there's a little bit of a problem in that you only have so many card spots, card spots uh, for all these elementals and you're going to have to pick and choose. This one seems like it's good enough because it's got rush and it's got life steal, uh and it's still that elemental. So uh I gave it a strong 4. It another card that could be a 5 for for shaman in this set. They they really they really made shaman good
0: this Yes, set. they did. Uh next up we have investment opportunity. One mana spell, drawn an, uh, draw an overload card. Um yeah, I like everything about this. I gave it a 4.
2: I gave it a five. I think this is great. Uh, you know, I've talked already a couple times, but drawing something very specific and targeted, especially for cheap, is fantastic.
1: I only gave it a two. I, obviously, it's a it's tutoring a, a type of card, which is a, a powerful effect. I, I feel like it's going to be in the quest deck. I'm not entirely sure how much play it sees outside of that. Uh, If it ends up seeing a lot more play outside of that, then it's obviously a much better card than
0: it is. The major, I was going to say the major drawback is it's not a nature spell. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And the final card, we have is spirit alpha. It is a four mana two, five after you play a card with overload, summon a two, three spirit wolf with taunt. So the same one from the, the three cost spell, um, it seems solid, like it seems like something you might play. I'm not one hundred percent sure, so I gave it a three
2: I also gave it a three. I think if you're running some overload stuff or like especially a very high you know, overload amount in your deck, this could be pretty good, like playing some overload and clearing or dealing damage while also generating things on board seems pretty good uh but this might be a two. it might be more fringy and only run in like a very high impact overload deck.
1: Uh the fact that the tokens are taunts, I think, are, is actually pretty interesting. The fact that this doesn't have taunt itself, I think, is is beneficial. Uh, the question is, is how how easy is it going to be to play it and then get a lot get a fair amount of value from it? I feel like you'd need to get one or two spirit wolves out of it for it to really be uh, valuable. I gave it a three. Uh, it seems like it's going to be good in the quest uh, deck, but and maybe elsewhere, but I'm less sure about that. And so I don't know.
0: Okay.
2: Right. Are we ready for we Warlock? We are
0: ready for Warlock, so let's let's get it kicked off.
2: Sweet. All right. Well, the first one is the quest line, like we've done with everything else. The first part, take six damage on your turns, reward lifesteal, deal three damage to the enemy hero. The second part, take 7 damage on your turns, reward lifesteal, deal 3 damage to the enemy hero. The third part, take 8 damage on your turns, and you get Blightborn Tamzin, and she is a 5 mana 7-7. Seven, seven. Battlecry for the rest of the game, damage you take on your turn damages your opponent instead. Oh, this is this is another one. I really went back and forth because at first, and I think when we talked about it, I was like, eh, I'm not really sure. It seems like you'd have to really just make sure you're not going to die, but I don't know. I just really like this card. I think this is, <laughs> I think this quest line is fantastic. I feel like this is one of the better ones. I am really excited for this. I think it has enough support. There's enough things you can play that have lifesteal and all that to try to balance out the damage you're taking. And I am thrilled for this.
0: What's yeah. Your rating?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I gave it a 4.
0: Okay. I gave it a 2. I don't see it. I think it's a huge ask for what it's asking you to do. Uh t- what is it? 21 damage to yourself? W- I you know, on your turn, Borak doesn't have a lot of weapons, so it's generally not swinging until at least turn 9, so that's Hero powers and stuff, and that doesn't count what the enemy's doing to you. Um, so it, it seemed fringy to me at best.
1: So, I I'm more with Dragon Rider here. I think arguably this is one of the best quest line quests uh, that are available. Uh, there is, I feel like, enough uh, healing cards available to Warlock right now that they can do this, uh, without dying. I think are ultimately whether or not this is going to see a lot of play is whether or not, um, there's a lot of aggressive decks because I think aggressive decks are going to be, uh, the bane of this, this card and this decks, uh, you know what they're trying to do. Um, I think, I think it's going to be good enough that it's going to see some play and be a reasonably good deck. So I gave it a four, and I, I want I, I'd like it to be good. I want to try it. I think I think it can be good, but I think time will tell as to whether or not it actually is good.
2: That's fair. Uh well our legendary minion for warlock is a netheron. And it is a six mana, eight six demon. Costs one if your hand is full. Uh I gave this a two. It feels pretty fringy to me. I'm not really like completely sold on it uh, like i don't i don't know i feel like just the body by itself for having a full hand isn't that great like there's other stuff you like i could just play that if my hand is full like or play that without my hand being full uh, i don't
1: know yeah i don't i don't know that i see it either i gave this a 2 as well i, I mean i obviously you want to play one mana to get an 8 6 on the board but I I think more often than not you're you're kind of playing with fire I guess that you're not going to overdraw or you're not going to end up being in a situation where you end up just having to play this card for six mana anyway and so I don't I don't I don't see that how this how this ends up being hugely impactful so I gave it a yeah. two
2: I feel like if you want a big body and you're going for a deck that Takes advantage of the hand size. Like, honestly, I feel like you're probably playing something like the uh, like the flesh giant where it's based off of how much damage you're taking or something, anyways. And then you get an 8/8, yeah, or or the dark, so. da-
1: dark alley pact or something where you're creating yeah. a fiend that based on your hand size and then you don't have to have nine cards. In
0: I like this card, I think it's a solid control tool um because it's it's in a in a warlock deck that wants to draw up and that's generally a control warlock and keeps resources in its hand and it's not like a this card is going to like wreck you but it's a free basically a for one mana eight six while you're doing things you wanted to do anyways so, I think it's pretty solid for what it is. I, is the deck going to be amazing? Probably not, but I like the tool.
2: Okay. Well, moving into our epics, we have Dreaded Mount, three mana spell. Give a minion plus one plus one. When it dies, summon an endless Dreadsteed, which uh, this one actually says Tamsin's Dreadsteed. It's a four mana, one, one demon, death rattle at the end of the turn. Summon Tamsin's Dreadsteed. Uh,. Like Fun concept, but I just gave it a two. It feels pretty fringe. I'm not really sure if uh, this actually ends up like being included in decks. I gave it a one. Um, like, go ahead. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, I was going to say, I like the flavor. We've seen the Dreadsteed before. It was a four mana one one that kept uh, resummoning at the end of turn. It feels expensive for what you're trying, what you're getting, and so, I don't know that it actually sees a lot
0: of. Fun. Yeah, I, I like it at a one. It's a plus one plus one and a minion that doesn't die for three mana. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> all right. The other epic is Entitled Customer, six mana, three two. Battle cry, deal damage equal to your hand size to all other minions. Doesn't count itself from the hand, but whew, I don't know. This seems like a great early, like, earlier or mid-game border removal i gave this a four i think this is pretty great for uh some more controlly type warlocks
0: so i gave it a three um i think it's a really solid tool um it's a three two is the downside but this is why i gave an a higher grade was because this card exists Like it makes a control build, gives another round of board clear. So I I, I like it. I think it's a very solid card.
1: Yeah, it's expensive. We've seen but we've seen Warlock with six mana, like two twos and three three twos do some work. And so the, the effect is obviously really strong. And if you have a bunch of big minions, you can play this to kill your opponent's minions and not your minions so there's definitely uh ways that this can be used effectively so i gave it a three i think i think it's a pretty good card
2: moving into rares we have dark alley pact a four mana shadow spell summon a fiend with stats equal to your hand size does not count itself as well uh i gave this a three i think it's it's fine it benefits off of probably a couple different archetypes of warlock that are going to be running um, or playing more cards in their hand Uh, just probably not played in like an aggro deck or something but i think it's it's solid on its own right so i gave it a three
0: i also gave it a three for pretty much the same exact reasons
1: I get. I went a little bit lower. I did give it a two. It's borderline, though. Uh, I think if the minion had taunt, like we saw with the uh, the Abyssal Summoner, um, uh, that six mana card that I was reminded of with the uh, with the entitled customer, uh, the, this fiend doesn't have taunt, so you can just go face against it if it's big. Um, so obviously, you want to have a big hand in order for this to be good, and I. I think that deck might be okay given the other tools that it has, but I'm not entirely sure. So I gave it a two. Okay,
2: moving into the weapon here. We have the ruined mithril rod, three mana weapon, zero attack, two durability. After you draw four cards, reduce the cost of cards in your hand by one, lose one durability. Oh, I gave this a four. This is, I love this. this. is fantastic. It doesn't have to be in the same turn. Uh, Warlock already draws some cards, you know, I mean, and and you're going to be getting the one draw every turn anyways, and it's the Octobot effect of your entire hand, so this seems fantastic to me.
0: I gave it a three, but it it was um, on the verge of a four, because, like, you're not competing with any other weapons, and you're going to be filling up your hand, so the bigger the mana reduction, the better, so yeah, I think this is really good, so... I went cautiously to a three.
1: I maybe overcompensated and went with a two. The, I, I, the fact that it reduces all the cards in your hand by one is, is strong. The fact that you're not competing with other weapons is strong as well. Um, yeah, there's only two charges, but that those two charges could have a great deal of effect. Especially if you're filling your hand quite large, if you're running like Dark Alley Packed or uh, the the Legendary Anethreon, so um, it might, it, it probably is a three. But um, yeah, the, there's definitely some value to be had here with this card.
2: All right, and our last rare is Touch of the Nathrezim. A one mana shadow spell, deal two damage to a minion. If it dies, restore four health to your hero. Seems like a pretty solid tool. I gave it a three. Uh, I'm not quite sure if it goes in, like, every Warlock deck, but it does seem pretty good, especially for, like, the quest deck or maybe even just another control deck. And, you know, you can maybe use some spell damage or, like, Moark Artificer (laughs) and clear something that has some more health, so... Yeah,
0: I like it. I also gave it a three for those exact reasons. <laughs> I, I mean it, it seems like just a very solid tool. So yeah, I like it.
1: Yeah. The the health is not gonna scale up. It's always gonna do the four damage even if you or heal four even if you do more damage, I believe.
2: Yes. That yeah, that's the way it's worded. So,
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. So um but I think it's still good. I I, I think we've seen you know, we're other classes are paying two mana to do two damage to a minion and they like it. This is doing, uh, this is for one mana and you're potentially healing for four, which allows you to life tap more, which in the quest deck, obviously you're going to be hurting yourself anyway. So, um, I, I think this is a really important tool and it's, I I think this card is why the quest deck might actually be viable. That's how good this card is. It, it might even be a four and I'm, I'm underselling
2: it. It it might be. I mean, and I just thought of the fact, like you can get another copy of this, a free copy from Tamsin because it's a shadow spell too. So it's like, Ooh, that's a, that's a lot of healing. Even if you can't increase the amount of healing, but dealing some damage and getting some heal pretty, pretty good. Yep. All right. Moving into our, uh commons the first one we have is bloodbound imp 2 mana 25 demon whenever this attacks deal 2 damage to your hero i gave it a 3 i i'm not exactly sure yet maybe this is actually going into you know a quest deck maybe you're running this in a more aggressive style deck just uh for the the big body uh but it it seems fine
0: yeah i gave it a 2 i i'm not entirely sure on it so I when I do that I just I go a little bit lower than I think it might be. So yep, that's why it's a two.
1: I think this is a a nice card for the, the quest deck. Uh this also could be a solid card for Zulok. Um I, I I like it. It's two five, so I think it's gonna value trade a couple times potentially while also doing damage to you. Uh I think I think this is a, I th- again, this is another card I think that makes the questline deck viable.
2: All right, next one we have Demonic Assault, a four mana fell spell, deal three damage, summon two one three Voidwalkers with taunt. I give this a four. I really like this. I think the fact you can direct the damage where you want, you're getting some some bodies along with it. Uh, if you're really desperate and you're playing the quest, like you could use this on yourself if. if you really needed it. But it it feels flexible. The four cost is slightly high to me, it feels like, but you're getting damage and bodies, so it's it's understandable.
0: I went with three. I feel like it's not a flashy tool, like we said in our episode when we first talked about this. I feel like it's just a solid tool that will see its way as a support piece into a lot of decks.
1: Uh, This is a strong four. I mean, we've seen examples of the four four mana deal three damage uh, and it and get some effect. Discover specifically a hunter has gotten a a few of those. Uh, This can go face, which is really good. Uh, It creates bodies. So I could see a lot of different decks that would run it and uh, be happy doing so. So I get I gave this a four. I think it's a really, really good card.
2: Okay, and our last Warlock card, Shady Bartender, 5 mana 4, 4, tradable. Battlecry, give your demons plus 2, plus 2. Um, I gave this a 2. I maybe could see it in something like some, uh, demony zoo type deck, but uh, otherwise, like, yeah, I don't think it's all that great. No,
0: it's not. I gave it a 2 as well. It,
1: I mean... Tradable makes this card better but not to the point where I think I want to run it. You you'd want to get a couple buffs, a couple minions buffed with this and I I don't know. Is buffing two void walkers going to be enough for you to want to play this? I'm not I'm not sure. I gave it a 2. I think I think you might end up running it and if Zulok ends up being decent with with a bigger demon package then maybe this is worth it. Of Where you're buffing multiple minions, but other than that, I guess I don't see where this sees play.
0: Okay, Mage, you want to hit Warrior for us?
1: All right, nine classes down, one to go. It is Warrior. We are starting with Raid the Docks. That is the one-mana quest line for Warrior that says, Play three pirates, and you draw a weapon, so a weapon that is in your deck. Uh, The next step of the quest line is create a distraction. Uh, You play two pirates. The reward is deal two damage to a random enemy twice. And uh, from there, it is secure the supplies. It is play two pirates and you get Captain Rokara as the quest reward. Captain Rokara is a five mana seven seven pirate with a battle cry Summon the Juggernaut. And the Juggernaut is a minion that sits on your board that says, at the start of your turn, summon a pirate, equip a warrior weapon, and fire two cannons that deal two damage. So this is this is a crazy card, uh, all for playing pirates. Seven pirates in total across three turns, drawing a weapon from your deck. Um... Little bit of AoE for a quest reward. I like the rewards. I think they're good. There's the, the juggernaut I think is a strong win condition. Uh with the Captain Rikara. Uh I think it's one of the better quests that are available. I want to try it. I like I actually like Pirate Warrior, so I gave this a four. Um I yeah, I, I like it. I, I saw it getting played in the Theorycraft and it looked pretty okay. Uh
0: I okay, uh, yeah. go ahead, Dragon Rider. Sorry.
2: Oh, sorry. I gave it a four as well. Even if it's not that great, I am just I'm excited to see some pirate warrior back in standard. Let's go, pirates!
0: <laughs> I gave it a three. Um, I mean, like the pirates that they got were strong. Um, and it, it seems very interesting. So I, I'm not sure on it. So like I said, I gave it a three.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's a one-mana pirate necessarily that you want to play in Warrior, um, or that you have to play, so playing Raid the Docks, since it's going to be in your hand uh, on turn one, that seems fine, and then you just go from there, so... Uh, Lothar is the other legendary, uh, he is a seven-mana 7-7 seven, seven that reads, at the end of your turn, attack a random enemy minion, if it dies, gain plus three plus three. Uh, I mean, this seems like an okay card. Uh, I, I feel like maybe there are other options or other other things you'd want to do besides this. Uh, the fact that it goes random is kind of difficult sometimes because while it's probably killing most things, it, it doesn't kill everything. And you definitely don't want to see this on a board where there's a Venomous scorpion or something like that that just kills it. So I gave it a 2 I don't I don't know how much play this sees.
0: I gave it a three. Um I played on the Lothar server <laughs> in WoW. Um but I feel like I feel like uh Warriors had some powerful end of turn effects. Um I feel like especially in like a rush style warrior you can like really control the the end of the ter- how the end of the turn looks and where he- Lothar could potentially go and put more damage face so i think it's a solid card i don't think it's like amazing or anything but i i like it at a 3
2: i gave it a 2 like mage did i i'm not really sure i mean the fact that it's it will only get that effect with the attacking and killing something at the end of the turn right so it's not like every time it attacks it's going to get that. But uh, I don't know. Uh, this this is another one where I really feel like I have to play it and see it in action before I can really know how I feel about it.
1: Yeah, and it might end up depending on what what other cards are in that deck as well. Yeah. So. Uh, provoke is a zero mana epic spell that's a that is tradable that says choose a friendly minion enemy minions attack it so they'll play it in the uh though they should attack in the order that the opponent played their minions oldest to newest um i don't see a reason i would want to play this card i can i gave it a one i i i don't I don't. I don't like this card necessarily.
0: I gave it a two. It's a fringe card. Um, like it can definitely have some use, especially with cards like um, uh, the Lord of Turtling. I can't remember his name. It starts with a K. Crash with crash. Yeah, with crash, you know. it could be useful. Some of the other cards, like uh, the Scrap Golem, when it dies, it gets armor. So, like, there there are some uses. I think it's a control tool and a control tool alone, so that's why I gave it a two.
2: Oh, I gave this a four. I really love this card. I love the uh, possibilities with it as well. Like, I'm thinking of combos. Yeah, Crash is definitely one, uh, but using, if, if I mean, some of the warrior decks are running uh, Scorpid, so being able to choose your scorpion and then having something you know hit into your poison seems great uh even like the next card we're going to talk about the you know having it things hit into your little golem and then some golem parts going into your deck i i don't know i just i feel like there's some potential here and i'm really excited to try out a bunch of stuff with this
1: yeah, there might be potential here that I'm not seeing. And yeah, Remote Control Golem is the other epic that Provoke might be a pretty good card to use with it. It is a 4-mana 3-6 mech that says, After this takes damage, shuffle two Golem parts into your deck. When drawn, summon a 2-1 mech. I mean, 4-mana 3-6 is going to be pretty solid. Um, I don't know... How great those two one mechs that you're going to draw are! So I just gave this kind of a meh. It's a two for me. I don't. I don't know.
0: Um, with the body and provoke, like I gave it a three. It seems like a solid card that. Well, it's a three six body that potentially puts more on the board, and you don't have to play them, so it's free minions. So yeah, I gave it a three.
2: I gave this one a four as well i just I really like this, although it, I'm probably overrating it, I think just on like the funness or excitingness of it ah the 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 weird thing's like I don't know where it fits. It's like okay, so we're putting these two ones into our deck. we talked about how great that is with the squirrel you know getting the getting the acorns, but I'm not sure where that correlates with warrior so that's where I'm hesitant with this card, but I still really like it, and I, I wish this card would be good.
1: Cargo Guard is a three-mana rare. Two, four pirate that says at the end of your turn, gain three armor. Uh, three-mana pirate that gives you armor and keeps up your pirate synergy for your quest deck. Um, Yeah,
0: sure. I'll take it. Sign me up.
1: Three. I... Not not flashy, but good. Yeah,
0: I, I consider this a three because it's super it's a support card that does its job very well. It's basically got Taunt on it, so yeah, I like it as a three. Yep,
2: yeah, I also gave it a three. I mean, it's got the flexibility of having the pirate. The stats on it are fine. Uh, it's at the end of the turn, so you're going to get the effect at least once. And it's basically a free one and a half hero power, so... Not too bad.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. End of turn effect, not a battle cry, so you can keep getting that game three armor if it's not removed, which is which is really nice. Uh, what's not nice is a cowardly grunt. It is a six mana six two death rattle. Summon a minion from your deck. I do not want to play this card. That two health on a six mana card is not great, and it summons a minion from your deck, which. Could be okay, depending on your deck. If you're playing a big warrior, yeah. But otherwise, no, probably not. I gave this a
0: one. I don't don't like it either. I gave it a one.
2: I gave it a two for fringe because basically what you said, like maybe there's going to be some sort of big warrior type deck that you want to play this in. I don't know. Maybe this works with provoke (laughs) and then you can get something out. Like, uh, maybe we'll see. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's that's yeah, the big warriors are the only thing I can see with that. I I don't I don't see any other use for it. Shiver their timbers is a one mana rare that says deal two damage to a minion if you control a pirate, deal five instead. Um, yeah, this is okay. One mana deal two is 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 solid to good uh if you're controlling pirates. One mana deal five is pretty good. Uh, I would take that. It's it's definitely a good card for the, pirate, the quest deck. Uh, I'm not sure if there are other options you'd rather have instead of that elsewhere, but at least for one deck, it's going to see play. I gave it a two because I'm not sure how widespread it's going to
0: be. I gave it a three. In all honesty, I feel like it does enough that it could see other play. And Sword Eater and the... Uh, the Anchormen see a lot of play in multiple decks anyways, so, like, this could potentially add some value to those, so I like it in a 3.
2: I actually gave this a 4. I really like it, but basically, everything you already said. I mean, dealing 2, and there's already some stuff that's played, and if you include pirates even more, then definitely this seems like a great tool.
1: Yeah, I discounted the fact that Sword Eater and Anchorman are pretty pretty ubiquitous. And so, yeah, this probably sees more play than I'm getting credit for. Harbor Scamp is a 2-mana 2-2 pirate with a battle cry. Draw a pirate. This is a fantastic card for the quest deck. It is definitely going to see play there uh definitely could see it seeing play because sword eater and anchorman are good in other decks so i gave this a four i think it's good i think
0: it's gonna see play i gave it a three um just because yeah it's targeted draw on a body an okay body but it also goes well with the quests, so i like it as a three
2: i also gave it a four uh basically exactly what mage said look and i i mean i've said it how many times already in just this review i love targeted draw so give me that on a body and early and a tag yes yes please
1: heavy plate is a three mana tradable spell that says gain eight armor not flashy but um it's a good control deck card Uh, If you don't need the armor now, you can trade it away and get something different. Uh, I don't know that it sees a lot of play outside of a control deck, so I gave it a 2. But it's going to be pretty valuable in that control
0: deck. I see it as a pretty ubiquitous uh, tool, so I gave it a 3.
2: I gave it a 4, although I might be valuing it a little bit too much. Um, I I think the 8 armor is a lot, and... The ability to trade it away is good, but three mana for the eight armor is a little much. So I, this might be a three. I'm not sure.
1: Uh finally, we have another pirate. It is the Stormwind Free Booter, a three mana three, three pirate with a battle cry that reads Give your hero plus two attack this turn. Um I think this is this is pretty solid. It's a a pretty good card, uh, for, for, for a pirate deck. It also can allow you to do, um, damage in a non-pirate deck. There is, we've seen a card like this before, and I'm trying desperately to pull it up. It's, uh, Volpera, Volpera Toxin Blade for Rogue was a three mana three, three that says, give your weapon, your weapon has plus two attack. That was pretty powerful when it was in standard, Uh, I think this might be um, along that same lines, but I I don't know that it sees a ton of play outside of the the quest deck. So I gave it I gave it a strong two. But if it ends up branching out beyond the quest deck, then it's a three.
0: I also gave this a three. I feel like it's uh, a pirate that does something that's pretty good. So, yeah, I gave it a three.
2: I gave it a four. I also really like this one. Uh, I'm basically, you guys already covered it, but decent stats. It's got the tag. I like the fact that you get the attack whether you have a weapon or not. So that has seemed very good in other cards that are like that. And yeah, I really, really like it.
0: Okay, so let's move into um, neutrals. We're just going to kind of go down yes. the line. Once we get to um commons, we're probably going to shoot through a lot of these. We're going to kind of speed round this as much as possible. Um just to kind of keep up our time. So, let's start with auctioneer Jackson. Uh whenever a whenever you trade, discover a card from your deck in insta- discover a card from your deck to draw instead. So, this is I don't know. It, the effect is good, don't get me wrong. But, like, I'm not exactly sure where this like goes, so... Uh, but the effect is good, so I gave it a 3. I But I could be way off on that one.
2: Yeah, I mean, she's a 2 for a 2-3 body. But I feel like to really get value off of this it feels like you have to be playing a decent amount of tradable cards. And I'm not really sure how many tradable cards you want to be throwing in a deck. So I gave her a two.
1: Mm -hmm. I get, I gave this card a one. I just don't see it seeing play. Not because I don't think tradable cards will see play because I think they will. I just feel like for you to include this card, you also need to trade probably at least once and probably more than once, uh, the turn that you would play it to get the value. And I don't know how often you're actually going to be able to do that. So uh, the fact that you can just trade and just draw a card might be enough in most cases. So uh, getting the discover effect isn't worth putting a 2-3 for two mana in your deck.
0: Next, we have Cornelius Rome, a six mana, four five. Um, at the start and end of each player's turn, draw a card. So, this is just for you. It doesn't, it does not affect your opponent. So, it's basically six mana, get a four or five, draw two cards. Hypothetically, if they don't deal with it, draw three, then draw four. So, but it's got a taunt on it. It has to be dealt with. I gave it a three. I don't know where it goes, but. It's at least six mana draw two cards and a four or five body. So I gave it a three.
2: I gave it a four. Uh, and I've definitely seen a lot a lot of people talk about this card. Uh, I think it's pretty valuable. Getting to draw multiple cards partway through the game is pretty fantastic. Like I said, it's, it's pretty much got that kind of soft taunt. People are going to want to clear this in most cases. Uh, I, I'm i kind of looking at this as an lunath effect is kind of what it reminds me of, like drawing cards. And if your deck is not built in a way to handle all of that card draw, this is the case where like maybe your opponent just leaves it up and you just severely overdraw and that could really hurt you. But I I think you're probably including this in a deck where you can manage that draw and be able to play multiple cards per turn as well, so... It seems pretty solid,
1: yeah this seems like a very good draw engine for an aggressive deck, uh, low curved aggressive deck. Um, it's it's ni- it reminds me a lot of kind of voracious reader, but it does in that you're trying to draw a bunch of cards with with it, uh, even on a single turn the The nice thing is you don't have to uh, empty your hand in order to do that. Uh, it's obviously it costs quite a bit more. But, um, turn six is about the time with those really aggressive decks where you're running out of cards. And so then you're, you're in a spot where you can start getting multiple cards in a turn and and it's all right. And as you, as you state, your opponent definitely has a a question to ask whether they they want you to keep drawing as all those cards uh, or not. So I give this a strong four. I think it's going to see play, uh, pretty much in any aggressive deck, uh, Especially early on, and we'll see just how good it actually
0: is. Okay, and then we have Lady Prestor, a six mana, six seven. Battlecry transform minions in your deck into random dragons, they keep their original stats and cost. Why? So I gave it a one.
2: I gave it a two. I think there there might be a deck that can use this. I'm not sure how like competitive or uh top tier a deck with with her is gonna be. Um especially because then like the way I'm looking at it too is if you really wanna get like some great value, you're running a bunch of like lower cost things plus her. To try to get to be able to play like a two or three mana dragon like Alex. You know, Straza or, or Maligos or something like uh eh, But then if you don't find her, you're just kind of running like a weird mosh pit of like weak stuff. <laughs> and I, so I'm not really sure. I, I don't know where it goes. I feel like at some point, though, I will have to try because dragons. So I'm sure I will at least test it at some point.
1: This seems like a really good value card um, that, you know, when your minions get transformed into random dragons with whatever those random dragon effects have um, could be very value driven. The question is, is how quickly do you find Lady Prestor and get it in play? And then do you have card draw to actually draw those dragons and start making some headway with it? I'm not sure what that deck looks like what sort of cards you 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 have and so it yeah it seems really difficult to build this deck i gave this a two because i think it i think it's more than just a meme i'm just not sure what that deck looks like
0: um next we have varian king of stormwind and i'm very happy to say that i think this card is actually is playable slash very good um he is an eight mana seven seven his battle cry is battle cry. Draw a rush minion to gain rush. Repeat for taunt and divine shield. I give this a four because this is potentially it's like the corpse reaver effect. I can't remember the 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 from the three three from. Uh, Knights of uh, the frozen throne that if you had those cards in your deck they she would get lifesteal, taunt, divine shield, whatnot. What was it? Corpse, corpse Taker, Taker, yeah. So it's Corpse Taker effect. Except for you draw potentially three cards on that too. I think it's really solid. It's not gonna mm-hmm. it's not gonna be a ubiquitous, but like Rush Warrior is pretty good. And I feel like this slots into Rush Warrior and with the Paladin like looking to come up, like I feel like this is a a fit and Paladin too, so like I really feel like this is actually a playable card like his uh, previous iteration, so I like it a lot, so I gave it a 4.
2: I also gave it a 4. I think it's pretty great, well-rounded, draw and drawing specific things is good, and to also gain that effect, uh, yeah, this seems pretty sweet. I like it a lot.
1: So I only gave it a three, not because I don't like the card. I actually like the card a lot. I think the card art on this specifically is something I really like about it. Uh, The fact that it draws cards is great. The fact that it has rush is great. The only drawback I have on it is that it's eight mana. And you really have to have a powerful effect. And uh, you need to last that long to be able to play that card or find that card, get the mana, and then play that card. And um I think there are at least one or two decks that are gonna be able to do that. So I gave it a, a, a strong three, but I couldn't go any higher than that because it just the mana cost and and, and the deck building requirements associated with it. I, I wasn't so sure. Plus, if you get this really late, you don't get any of those effects because you will have drawn all those cards that have
0: those effects. I longer. just refer to them as Buff Watley. <laughs> Ah, uh, okay, all right. Sorry about that. Uh, moving on to Epic, we have Cheesemonger. It is a four mana three six. Whenever your opponent casts a spell, add a random spell with the same cost to your hand. Okay, I gave this a two. <laughs> it just—it's very random and like, uh, it's not like a deterrent like Ogre Mancer is. Like, it doesn't actually. Put something on the board. I I don't know. I'm not super impressed. I think it's just a two.
2: I gave it a one, although I love the name. The name is great. That's I think all it's got going for it.
1: Yeah, I I don't see a point where I'm specifically running this because I don't know what my opponent's going to cast and I don't know what I'm going to randomly generate from it. So I don't think this sees play. I get, I gave it a low two, but it probably is a
0: one. Okay. Next is my favorite card in the set, the Elwin Boar. It is a uh, one man one one beast death rattle. If you had seven Elwin Boars die this game, equip a 1513 153 uh, sword of a thousand truce. Sword of a thousand Truce is a 153 weapon. After your hero attacks, destroy your opponent's mana crystals. Which this, uh, if anyone doesn't know, this is a joke from the 10th season of South Park, where they go into the for- Elwyn Forest and just kill boars. The, the content, or the, uh, the flavor text is the amount of boars Cartman references having to kill to get the max level. And then the Sword of Thousand Truths is the magic sword they get at the end to beat the, uh, the, the guy, the big bad they're fighting. And it does mention having a mana burn effect. So, like, this is, like, perfect for me. And, like, this is just such a joke card. I can't believe it made it in. And this makes me happy because I'm such a big South Park fan. Like, this is truly, I was laughing so hard when I saw it. Like, this is my favorite thing they've ever put in Hearthstone. It won't get played, but I love it. I just love this card. So, but I gave it a 1. It's it's not a good card, but it's it's got so much flavor, I love it.
2: I gave it a two, it's pretty fringe. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the South Park, uh, what was it called? Make Love, Not Warcraft, or Make... Wow.
1: Was yep, that what it was called? Make Love,
2: Not Warcraft. Okay. Yep. There, there's right. also been a ton of other references, right? Like, Achievements, I think in WoW, there were, like... And they've done some other stuff in regards to that. But yeah, like... Just fantastic flavor overall. Definitely, I, I think it will get played. People are going to play it, like, especially the first few days. You're probably going to see people trying the crap out of this. <laughs> but in terms of, like, competitiveness, it's, yeah. I just gave it a two for fringe.
1: I don't think it's a competitive deck. I, I actually do think Hunter can pull this off because of the uh, uh, ability to duplicate uh, beasts that Hunter can run. Uh, both uh, class-specific as well as neutral, though there are a, a few neutral ones in this set uh, that might allow some other classes. I think Hunter's got the best chance of playing it. I, it's not going to be a competitive deck. It's a meme deck, but I think it's a meme deck that actually sees more play than other meme decks, so I gave it a 2. But it's it's it, you build around this card, uh, but you don't necessarily expect to win.
0: Okay. Next we have enthusiastic banker. It's a three mana, two, three at the start of your turn. Store a card from your deck. Death rattle. Add the stored cards to your hand. I honestly don't know on this card. Um, <laughs> so I gave it a three, um, cause it essentially draws cards and then gives them to you when it dies. So it essentially draws at least one card. I don't know. I don't know. It's probably a two, but I gave it a three just out of, like, it does something potentially for you.
2: Yeah, I gave it a three as well, but it it might be a two. I I feel like the comparison is the, uh, the elephant, right? That has seen a little bit of, like, fringe play and priest. Yeah. Kind of copies spells. But, but if you silence I that, just, I, you lose I'm cards from silent. your deck. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I'm not sure. It seems like a cool fun card. I like the flavor of it, but maybe I'm overestimating it.
1: And for the I don't I don't like the card in part because of the cost and because I think there actually is some silence that might see play now. Uh it is I I think you said it was a start of turn effect. It's actually an end of turn effect uh when it pulls the card Sorry, from the deck.
0: Sorry, yeah, I must have my
1: I it's it's uh I so I doubt this will actually see play. I I'm gonna give it a very low two, but I think it might actually be a
0: one. Um next up we have Nobleman. He is a three two. Battlecry, create a golden copy of a random card in your hand. Uh I gave this a two. Zola the Gorgon, great. This not so much.
2: Yeah, I gave him a one. Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, this is exactly, this is a reprint of Zola the Gorgon, but it is an epic rather than a legendary. So you can actually include two of these in your deck. Uh, I. It doesn't matter that it's golden. It matters that you're getting an extra copy of something. That typically means that this is going to be a part of some sort of combo deck. Um, and that's where it's going to see some play, if it's going to see some play. So uh, I gave it a two. I, but I, I I think I think there is something there. Uh, it's just a question of what 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 is the what combo is this? Well, name? you
0: don't know, a you don't get to pick the card because Zola let you pick the card and the card was Zola. Oh,
1: random! It's a yes. random card. Yeah. So you just have to make sure that you're playing you you play your combo card, then you play this.
0: That's but you, it's a yeah. random copy in your hand. Oh, hand.
1: Yep. Okay, so. You you really do have to manicure your hand yeah. then so you get copies
0: of it. Okay, myself. next up we have Stockade Prisoner. It is a uh, two-mana, 5-4, starts dormant. After you play three cards, this awakens. It doesn't attack when it awakens, but it, it's just a 5-4 on board. I gave this a three. There are several decks, I think, that could take advantage of it. Um, first thing that comes to mind is rogue. So a five, four on turn three seems pretty good. So, um, yeah, I like it as a three.
2: Yeah. I also gave it a three, actually. I think this is, it's pretty decent. No, it's not like the Felma where it's, you know, gonna attack as soon as it wakes up. But yeah, if you're playing it in a class like rogue or something else, we have really low cost cards you could actually wake it up even the same turn that you play it. So then you play a two mana five, four, and then I I don't know. So I I think it's all right.
1: It's overstated, but I just, I don't know how long it's actually going to take to legitimately wake it up. Um, I, I don't specifically see classes that could potentially wake it up by playing three, one cost cards or zero slash one cost cards playing this card and the fact that it doesn't immediately do something when it does wake up uh, makes it a bit more difficult. Um, so I gave, it, I gave it a 2.
0: Okay, now we move to the rares. First up, we have Encumbered Pack Mule. It is a 2-mana two 2-3 two, with Taunt. When you draw this, add a copy of it to your hand. Uh, uh, okay, I gave it a 2. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Yeah, I also gave it a two. Uh, I'm not really sure where it goes, so it feels pretty fringy. Um, I I heard the argument of like maybe this goes into well, like especially a warlock deck that is trying for hand size, but like I I don't know. I'm not sure on it.
1: I give it a three. I actually like this card quite a bit in Paladin, where you're you're buffing buffing cards. Uh, hunter with beast synergies could do something with this uh, warlock with the with the hand size thing i think there's several classes that could use it the fact that you basically are putting one card in your deck and and as long as you don't end up with it in your hand after the mulligan when you draw it you're actually drawing two cards versus one so it's it it, it seems kind of handy um, just from a just Having things to play, sort of standpoint. So I gave it a three. I think it'll see.
0: Okay. Play. Next we have Entrap Sorceress, three mana, three four. Battle cry: If you control a quest, discover a spell. I gave this a three because if they're if you're going to be playing quests, you're probably going to play this as well. So like the questing adventurer, like I feel like there's probably a good chance if you have a quest wine you're gonna play this so yep that's why i went with a three
2: yep i also gave it a three seems good it's you know there there's been like you said other cards like this that were just draw a card this is discover a spell so it's not drawing it from your deck you're discovering it but still seems pretty cool i like it
1: I liked the two mana two three that drew you a card from your deck when you control the quest. I'm less excited about this uh, paying three mana to discover a spell. I'm not entirely sure that I run this. Say in the quest in like the the warrior deck. I'm not sure if you necessarily like. I could see you running it in the hunter one. I don't necessarily know. You might run it in the warlock one. So I think it depends on the quest whether or not this actually sees play. So. The fact that it might not even see que- play in a quest deck means that it's a two.
0: Okay. Then we have Goldshire Knoll. It's a 10 mana, 5-4 with rush. Cost one last for each other card in your hand. Uh, I mean, this feels like an arena card, so I gave it a two.
2: I gave it a three, but I, I, I think I only gave it a three instead of a two because I feel like in the past when we've seen this, like, A minion that has rush and then says costs one less, something, something, something. It's been good. But I do think that they have kind of learned a little bit about balancing and and not creating something that's too good. And I feel like this fits that. So it might be okay. Um, I'm really not sure about the hand size thing, though, is, is the biggest thing. So maybe this actually is just a two
1: uh I initially gave this a one. I've since moved it up to a two. I think it, it think of it a little bit like a sea giant, in that you need to have like it. In that it's it, it it depends on this depends on hand size, but it like depends on another factor in order for you to actually know that you're playing less than ten mana for it, which you can't always control. Um, I think the biggest thing is this is a nerf to uh, the generated 10-mana minion, Um, so it's one less great thing that you can get. It does have rush, which is kind of nice, but, I mean, outside of Warlock, I don't see where this actually sees play.
0: Okay, then we have Mailbox Dancer. Two mana, three, four. Battlecry, add a coin to your hand. Death Rattle, give your opponent a coin. I generally don't want to give my opponent a coin at any time, so I gave this a 1.
2: I also gave it a 1. I'm not really sold on it. It dies pretty easily so you can get the coin, but I don't know.
1: I gave this one as well. I, I I mean if I didn't want to give my opponent a coin when I got two back with the uh with the rogue card, I definitely don't want to do this, so uh one for me
0: on this. All right, card. And something even worse is a two faced investor. It's a three mana two four. At the end of your turn, reduce the cost of a card in your hand by one. Fifty percent chance to increase. I don't want to increase the cost of my cards in my hand. I don't want a fifty percent chance for that. This is a one,
2: yeah, it's a one for me too. I don't even think I wanna play this for the fifty per you know fifty percent chance to decrease a card if I want like if I want that effect, there's other things I can do that are gonna be much better at discounting my cards
0: total meme card this is a one. okay now common so let's uh speed round through these ones so first we have battleground battle master five mana five five adjacent minions have wind fury so this is not a effect that is a battle cry it just is an effect that happens it seems a bit fringy still because of the cost so i gave it a two
2: I also gave it a two, although I know a lot of people are excited for this. And anybody that saw like the clip from like Fino Orange Hunter Ace and Jombre's review, uh, Hunter Ace said this is like Lotheb, but instead of your opponent's cards costing more, they just die. <laughs> Which I think is a hilarious comparison. I don't see that. I don't I don't think it's that great, but I definitely think there's some potential
1: i I read that as a battle cry, but no, it's not. It's just whatever happens to be on the side of the the adjacent to this minion while it's while it's on the boards. That said, I still don't think it sees play um it i It's probably a one, but I gave it a two because I think there's some people that will experiment with it and try and make it do something.
0: You're muted, daring? Yes, I am. So next we have City Architect, which is a 6 mana 4-4, four four. Battlecry, summon 205 castle walls with taunt. Uh this is a 1. This just uh, does nothing for me. I I don't see it ever seeing play.
2: Yeah, I I gave it a 2. I think it might see some sort of fringe play uh trying to get the the taunts out, but I don't know. It it might just even be a 1
1: it's i mean it's 10 10 health worth of taunt uh but it doesn't like chip those minions down at all uh so it might it could possibly be like an anti-aggro stall tool but it's not going to address the minions that are that are attacking um so it's probably a one but i gave it a two because i Somebody might try running it in the day. All
0: right. Next we have Deep Run Engineer. It is a two mana one two battlecry. Discover a mech. It costs one less. It's sure. It's a two. It doesn't do a whole lot, so I gave it a two.
2: I gave it a three because I I do kind of like it. Uh, you get to discover a specific thing and decrease the cost, but yeah, this might be kind of fringy.
1: Uh, I gave it a two I don't I don't think I know of too many um, mechs that I actually want to run right now and so if I'm not running mechs in my deck, why would I necessarily want to discover one even if I can reduce the cost so, I gave it a 2 because maybe somebody experiments and finds a way to use it, but I, I
0: don't see it. Then problem. we have Forest, a 2-mana two 2-3. Two, At the end of your turn, reduce the cost of a nature spell in your hand by 1. Again, fringe, so I gave it a 2.
2: I kind of liked this one. I ended up giving it a 3. Um, I think there's multiple classes that already take advantage of a lot of nature spells. Discounting something specific seems pretty good. It's got okay an okay body, but it might be a little more fringy.
1: Uh, I gave it a two. I, I, I think it could be okay, but I'm just not sure which, which classes necessarily that have nature spells would want to run this, uh, over something else that they could be running.
0: Next up, we have guild trader. It is a four, uh, mana, three, four tradable, and it is spell damage plus two. Um, I gave this a 2. I feel like this is a fringy one. I mean, it gets a little bit more credit because of tradable, but other than that, I don't see where you run it.
2: I gave this one a 3 as well, but again, this is another one that I think, maybe it might just be a 2. The spell damage plus 2 is pretty great, and the, the tradable is definitely a benefit, so I'm I'm not sure yet, though.
1: I think this is a reasonable way to add spell damage to a deck. Uh, neutral and allowing you to trade it back in until you need it. Uh, I think this actually will see some play.
0: I gave it a three. Next up, we have Impatient Shopkeep. Three mana, three, three, uh, tradable, and rush. Nothing fancy. It's got a three, three body. It rushes. It's tradable. Um, I don't know why you'd put this in your deck. Uh, so I gave it a two.
2: I gave it a one. I just like the stats are fine, but uh, no, I'd rather just have something else.
1: Everything about this is okay, so it's not great. It's not good enough to actually be in a constructed deck. I, I gave it a two because maybe you maybe you try, but I don't know that it actually will see much play for very long.
0: Then we have Lion's Guard is a 5 mana, 4, 6. Better cry if you have 15 or less health, gain plus 2, plus 4, and taunt. I'm not sure about that. Uh, It could be good, so I gave it a 2 because I feel like the decks, it'll be a fringy card in some decks.
2: Yeah, I gave it a 2 as well. I think the place I initially see this is maybe like uh, the Questlock deck because uh, you're going to be dealing a lot of damage to yourself and then putting a big taunt in the way seems good, but I don't know. I don't know yet. Um, this is okay to get off Jandis, <laughs> a five.
1: Well, I, I mean, yeah, it's a four, six, but yeah, Questlock is where I was looking for this to potentially be good. I think that's the best case scenario for it. I don't know where else it would see play, so this is a low two for me.
0: Okay, next we have Moarg Forge Fiend. Eight mana, eight eight, taunt, death rattle, gain eight armor. Two, it's pretty standard, so mm,
2: I like this one a lot, actually. I give this a five. I think this is gonna be a huge pain. I can see it being played in multiple decks. Um, like honestly, they could it could probably be slotted into like control priest that's running the Zoth as a demon. Um, the the taunts and armor both just especially for aggro and mid range decks, seems like it's a huge detriment to them. So I don't know. I I think it's pretty solid. I gave it a five.
1: Yeah, it reminds me a lot of Light Shower Elemental, only this is neutral. It does cost a little bit more, but it is a demon in most classes, don't necessarily have a demon they're going to resurrect if they're playing Nazoth. So I actually think this is a pretty good card for any Nazoth deck, um, for most any Nazoth deck. So I give it a three for the, for, because I think it will see some play.
0: Okay, then we have Northshire Farmer. Which is a three mana three three. Battle cry, choose a friendly beast, shuffle three uh three 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 copies into your deck. Um, I guess you could do that with Elwynn Boar. <laughs> but it is I, I just gave it a two.
2: Yep, two because of Elwyn Boar.
1: Uh make that make that all three of us. I gave it a two because Boar
0: Hunter is where you're using this card. Okay, then we have Package Runner. Uh, it's a three-mana, five-six. Can only attack if your hero has at least eight cards in hand. Um, I give this a one. I don't even think Warlock wants to run this card, so... yeah.
2: I gave it a two, but yeah, maybe maybe it's just a one.
1: I gave it a one. I, I yeah, I'm not sure if it gets run by Warlock, and if it doesn't get run there, I don't know where
0: it goes. Then we have Pandaren Importer. It's a two-mana, one-three. Battlecry, discover a spell Then didn't start in your deck. One. I didn't put that spell in my deck for a reason, and I don't want to see it. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, I gave it a one as well. Just not a fan.
1: Uh, I gave it a two. I think it's slightly better than terrible, but not by much. I think, obviously, you're maybe you're trying to discover a, you know a specific spell that is more niche uh, for this particular matchup. And so maybe you run this for that purpose, but it might be okay, but probably not particularly.
0: Okay. Good. Then we have peasant and one mana two one start of your turn, draw a card. It will never live to see that turn. So it's a one.
2: I also gave it a one.
1: One for me as well. This doesn't draw... This doesn't... Isn't gonna likely draw a card.
0: Um, Next we have Royal Librarian, which is a 4-mana, 3-4 uh, tradable. Battlecry, silence, a minion. I actually gave this a 2 as this is like something that you might put one of in your tech, and keep cycling it until you actually need it. So, like... It might be worth it, but I uh, I'm not sure. It's not a, it's not any more than a two, in my opinion, though.
2: I actually gave this one a three. I I kind of like it. It's got decent stats. It's a little bit more defensively statted than offensively, uh, like Spellbreaker was. But the tradable is something, and I also like the fact that it's just Silence a minion. It's not like Silence an enemy minion. So there is potential combos for you to use this. I mean, maybe there's some sort of deck where it's running like the Package Runner or something, and then you silence that. I, I think the just silencing any minion gives it more flexibility. So I like this.
1: Yeah, I, I gave it a two, but it's not a two like other twos. It is, this is a good silence card, uh, but it is still a tech card. So it's very niche. You're not, you're not running it because it's a good card. You're running it because it's a tech card. So it has a kind of an artificial limit. Uh, as far as tech cards go, it's it's one of
0: the better ones. Speaking of good tech cards, we have Rustrop Viper. It's a three mana three four tradable battlecry, destroy an opponent's weapon. Um, I gave it a three. I think this is still one that'll see widespread play. So yeah, I like it at three, especially now with Doomhammer Shaman. So <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a yeah. uh, fairly ubiquitous for at least a period of time.
2: Yep, I also gave it a 3. I, it's just pretty solid. If you don't need it, you can put it back in your deck. Uh, it's a beast, so there's potential with some classes to take advantage of that fact. It's, it just seems good all around.
1: I, I still gave it a 2, but it it's like the Royal Library and this is outside of um... Oh gosh, the... The ooze that gave you armor based on the weapon it destroyed. Yeah, so arguably this or Gluttonous Ooze is the best uh, weapon destruction we've ever seen. And um, so I, you know, it's as far as tech cards go, it's one of the best, but it's still a tech card again. So it's a it's a two.
0: Okay, then we have uh, SI7 Skulker. Um, it's a 2-mana, 2-2. Battlecry, or stealth, Battlecry, the next card you draw costs 1 less. I gave this a 2 because I feel like Rogue will actually play it, but I don't know who else would, so it seems fringy.
2: Um, I I gave this a 3. I think it's actually okay. Like, the stealth on it makes it pretty good, and... Getting a discount on your next card is is not terrible, but yeah, maybe it is only played. I don't know. I could see this on an, in a fairly aggressive deck though, just for an early stealth.
1: Yeah, I think I think there's a, it's a bit more widespread than just rogue. I think it's great in the quest rogue or a stealth rogue deck. The fact that it reduces the cost of your next draw is what's nice think of it like sneaky delinquencies play in other classes besides rogue but obviously rogue makes the most of it i think this is the type of thing because of the battle cry it'll actually see play in a lot of aggressive decks just just to reduce the cost of a card and make sure that your opponent can't deal with the current card you played
0: okay then we have a spice bread baker four mana three two restore health to your hero equal to your hand size I see this as a warlock card and uh I gave it a two as a niche kind of card. Maybe maybe a warrior a stall like a control warrior would play this, but yeah, I don't see it being wide support.
2: I gave it a two as well, but I, I do think more control decks could play this. I, mean, I I could even see this being played in in priest at some point, but this one in Priest might not see play until probably Rotation next year uh, when some of the current healing leaves Priest, but I don't know. Yeah, It, it gave it a two. I definitely can see it being used.
1: Uh, it's, it's a control card. It's, it's potentially helped stabilize. I gave it a two. It's Whatever control decks are in the meta will determine how much play this actually sees.
0: Okay, then we go to Stockade's Guard. Um, One mana, one three. Battlecry, give a friendly minion taunt. I like this a lot. I think this has a lot of use in a lot of different decks. I actually give this a four.
2: Wow. I, I gave it a two. I think it's going to be a little fringy, uh, but it might be better. I mean, giving taunt is... Pretty valuable, and the the one mana one three like body and breakpoint. We have seen a lot of cards with those stats that end up being pretty good. So
1: I gave this a two as well. Obviously, one mana one threes are good. I don't know how often you're going to want to give a minion taunt with this, so I think it's it's real niche where where it goes, and so I. I think I gave it a two for that
0: reason. Okay, then we have Stormwind Guard. Um, Five mana, four, five. Battlecry, give adjacent minions plus one, plus one. Uh, This will probably maybe be slightly better after the rotation, but right now we have Wriggling Horror, so I gave this a two.
2: Yeah, I gave it a 2 as well. It it might go in in an aggressive deck. Maybe it goes in some sort of like mid-rangey deck. I I don't know. I I feel like maybe this is just one that's uh, going to make quote unquote slightly worse uh the Jandis pool <laughs> for the fives, but it's not even that awful
1: five minute four five taunt is uh pretty standard fare for hearthstone i i like the battle cry that it gives adjacent minions plus one plus one so those uh can do something right now i i think this actually is going to be kind of the go-to taunt uh from this set uh when you're trying to figure out something to play so solid card with lots of applications i gave it a three
0: okay Then we have Stubborn Suspect. A four mana, three, three. Uh, Deathrattle Summon, a random three cost minion. I I just gave this a one. I don't think it's good.
2: Uh, Okay. (laughs) This is another one. I gave it a four. I'm probably overhyping this one. Uh, But again, kind of tying into what I said earlier with the, like... I want some death rattle stuff to be good. I think this can go in multiple things. Maybe it gets put in Death rattle Demon Hunter, maybe um I I think this could go in a rogue and just generate some death rattle stuff. I don't mind finding this off of Call of the Grave. Maybe it doesn't go in the deck, but I don't know. I I think it's okay.
1: Uh we've seen this card before. It was called Piloted Shredder. It was really good when it was Piloted Shredder, but the game is uh power level wise gone quite a bit up from that point. Uh so I don't know that it's as good now. Uh, I think it could go in the Death Rattle Demon Hunter deck or some other Death Rattle deck. Um, but I don't think it sees much play outside of that, so I gave it a two.
0: Okay, then we have Traveling Merchant. Uh three mana 2-3. It is tradable. Battlecry gain plus one plus one for each other friendly minion control. So it's a Frost Wolf War Ward that you can trade. Okay, I gave it a two.
2: <laughs> I gave it a three. I, again, maybe slightly overvalued. Maybe this is only a two, but uh, it's, it's okay. Like, some buff on board is not bad for aggro or token-style decks, and it's got the upside of tradable
1: mm-hmm. trade uh, the fact that it's three mana um and the fact that it's tradable makes it better than the frost wolf warlord but frost wolf warlord does not see play and i don't think it this is going to see that much more play than that does so i gave it a two a low two
0: all right final card which is a card we've Actually got to play with, Flight Master Dungar. Three mana, three, three battle cry. Choose a flight path and go dormant. Awaken with a bonus when you complete it. Um, yeah, it's fringy, so I gave it a two.
2: Yeah, I I gave it a three, but it probably is only been a three because it was just a you know a new card and it's been great in this meta. But maybe after all of these cards are added, it becomes a little bit more fringy because we'll have a lot more three cost tools
1: i mean it's been okay since we've gotten to play it but i think it's getting played because it's a new card and i don't think it's going to see much play after we have a bunch of other new cards so
0: uh i gave it a two and we're done we are done three hours and 40 minutes into it we are done So, this will be our episode for the week of August, uh, 2nd. I guess it starts in the August 1st, but, um, so, yeah, this is, this is going to be the episode for the week. We are going to put it out on Monday, August, uh, 2nd at around 8 a.m. And so, yeah, so everyone gets to listen to this before the set comes out, and, well, let's just plug ourselves and get out of here, and, uh. So you can find the show on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email the show at dr3HS at gmail.com. And you can, um, go follow the top pin tweet to join our Discord. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Daring Alkaline. Um, and I've been streaming a lot more recently. So you can come check me out at twitch.tv forward slash Daring Alkaline. I, play a variety of games so like um so if you're looking for a more variety streamer then that's kind of what i'm into as of right now so dragon rider where can we find you
2: and you can find me on twitter at Don dk that's d-a-w-n-i-e-d-k uh streaming five days a week in the morning on twitch at twitch.tv slash dragon dk or you can find me on youtube as well at dragon rider dk and
0: mage take us home
1: uh, so you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Major Death. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can find me on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash Major Death. I want to promote that Dragon Rider is going to be joining me on Monday night, uh, so we can preview the new uh, expansion, United in Stormwind, the night before it comes out. Uh, I'll also be a special doing a special Tuesday stream when opening packs and and playing a few games. Uh, on ladder after that so i hope you can join us for that and best of luck in opening up all the legendaries that you are looking for
0: in united and awesome thank you guys for listening to this long episode this full set review we really appreciate you and as always you've been listening to dr three problem.